All right, so uh, my podcast is uh, supposed to be this afternoon, but it's getting into this evening. We've been talking for quite a while before the podcast. Uh, I've got Laura Hartman back. Um, she was on episode, God, I can't remember what number it was, but it was early on. And then, um, so we talk politics and stuff like that. And I talked to you like, uh, what, about a week and a half ago? Because mm-hmm. the, the inquiry, the impeachment inquiry was yes. coming up. And I knew that you'd be glued to it. And I was too. Like I had, I knew I had time. Uh, wrestling season hadn't started yet, and all that other stuff. So like, and then I could DVR or whatever I wanted to. I wanted to watch. So like for me, I just try and stay. I hear all these people always say stuff like, "Bill, Bill, Bill." I listen to both sides, and I think that's a colossal waste of time. Now I don't mind tuning into Fox News every once in a while just to see what they're saying, or if. Something like, you know, Barack Obama gets elected. Well, I'm going to tune into Fox News just to get a good laugh because the sky's falling and everything's going to, you know, it's all terrible. Um, But otherwise, like listening, I'm wasting my time listening to both sides as far as, and I know, I think you're a fan, but I'm not. Like, I don't watch Rachel Maddow, but I also don't watch Sean Hannity because now, Rachel's got some information that's terrific and everything else, but there, it, it, it she's not going to give you information that's detrimental to her side. I disagree. I think okay. she presents a fair case to both. I think the bigger issue with Rachel Maddow is that she's part of corporate media and she's told what she can and can't say on the show. Okay, right. And so she pushes back a little bit on that, but I think corporate media, we discussed it on our last... Make sure you're getting into that microphone. We discussed it last time that corporate media has about five centralized just pull the microphone to you yeah just there you go can you hear me yep better normally too loud can you hear you in your ears no well a little bit yeah but i'm trying to accommodate because i tend to be very loud in person okay i just don't want anyone not to hear what you have to say uh well okay so but my take that that's everyone else's take my take is is i don't want to be indoctrinated into one side of the news i don't mind catching the news in the afternoon if it's msnbc or, or what have you because they don't, it, it's not as much of a, while the news is happening, it doesn't seem to be as much as an opinion show as it is in primetime. Primetime, they're, they're selling the ratings on that. I hear you, but I firmly disagree about the Matter Show being anything mildly rooted in opinion. She well, couldn't be more sourced. In fact, she's, she's one of the first people that introduced Furtash into the dialogue or the... Furtash. Dimitri Furtash, which is going to be connecting the entire impeachment conversation we're about to okay, have. Okay, well, then, then I don't hear about it, and that's fine. But I'm saying she's the person. Right. I would much opinion. rather get this information from you in a conversation than I would to nightly tune into that. Because if I'm trying to be... Right. As far as the right's concerned, if I'm trying to be balanced... Then I also need to turn on Sean Hannity, and that's a fucking hot mess. But see, there aren't two sides, Bill, because two sides means that two people show up to a debate with two sets of facts. Right. She has to adhere to the FEC and journalistic integrity standards because yeah. she has a degree and she actually has a professional career that yeah. is rooted in having facts and sourcing and adhering to standards. Okay. What you're seeing on Fox is just unmitigated opinion 
So you, there are not two sides to a debate where if I show up here today and we say, is an impeachment happening? And you say, no, I could see one on TV. And I say, there isn't one. It's a big, deep state. No, right, I'm no right, longer right. presenting a fact. I'm just pontificating on an opinion show. Right, right. Well, so that's my, okay. So I don't ever want to be caught into the, any of that trap. So I try and stay. And like I said, this is just my personal thing. Like I, I've switched to... It's podcast for me. Like I'll yes. listen to podcasts about people who have knowledge. There was a can't remember her name. I wish I did, but a, a woman on Rogan who was like she was somebody official, um, and she knew everything about Russia's interaction in the 2016 election. Like she went deep. Do you happen to know her name? Was she an Alpha thing Renee, person out of Indiana? Renee, and then I don't know her last name. I'd have to look it up as to... There's a professor in Indiana that has been just completely profiled for her studies on Alpha Bank and the deep dive into Russia that she took. Okay, okay. Well, could be, but it was an interesting podcast. I felt like she was there to give facts, which I also felt like when I watched the impeachment inquiry, that if I just, like, you got to... I would totally tune out Devin Nunez and then totally even tune out the... So you could tell when these witnesses were talking, when a question was asked, even by a Democrat, if the Democrat was leading, because it's not a it's not a trial. This is not like a, in a court where there's a judge and he's like, you know, I object or you know, leading right. or any of that shit. It was just the the Democrats had the choice, but they could have spun it just this hard. As new, I mean, Nunez had his head so far up Donald Trump's ass. It was it was insane. The things that he was saying were like fully debunked conspiracy theories, and he just kept repeating them. But he's a co-conspirator. Yes, yeah, you know, we know that now because now he's. He, but this new sourcing was made available on Meadow, and I know people want to say that the two things would be the same. And I agree about television shows not being an ideal sourcing. So okay, so wait, I did not. Sorry, I wouldn't know that. So you're telling me that Maddo had the information that he was in Ukraine at the end of October and into November with that leave guy before this isn't CNN Nunez, broke that This news. isn't his first investigation. He had to be removed from the first panel. Yeah. So, yes, that was covered on her show. So I okay. don't see it as two sides of a debate. I, 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 I get the not consuming. You know that we're coming from similar spots. So I, I, I agree with you. But I don't want that to like, I don't want that to interfere with my, I, I really just want, I, I, I guess I have more of a, a a thirst for the truth of what's going on in the matter than, because mm-hmm. I solely do not give a fuck whether the Democratic Party wins another fucking election ever. I could not give two shits if the Democrat. Tribalism is what's taking us down. This is a problem, right, is the tribalism and the, and the partisanship. That's going on. When you have an impeachment hearing taking place and people are making it tribal, not taking the seriousness of it. Right. That it is a grave thing on a global scale to consider impeaching the president of our country. Sure. Nobody benefits from this. Right. It has to be a very serious thing. Right. There, there has to be something so gravely dangerous to our republic that you would take this on knowing the global community is watching and when you take something that serious and make it tribal people are going and, to run and, along and with let's you talk about how that. serious it is because it's 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 
there's people that are acting like, and I know they're acting this way because it's their guy Trump that that's in trouble, mm-hmm. and he's caught. This is, I mean, he's yes. caught. He's admitted I'm to this it. Yes, crime. right, right. He's caught. He's admitted to it. Mulvaney admitted to it, and then then put the icing on the cake with the get over it. Like, right. are you out of your fucking? I watched that live, and I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Yes. That reporter gave him every out in the world, and he said, "You do realize you just described a prid quo, prid pro quo." And he goes, "Yeah, get over it." Yeah, but Bill, that's been the Trump protocol all along, which is, "Have you ever slept with Stormy Daniels?" "No, I have not." "Did right. you pay her off?" "No, I have not." "Did your lawyer pay?" So you go into this denial, mm-hmm. then. Maybe I did. Oh, no, no. They, they then the I did. No, but this constantly. is a pattern on yes. all of their crimes, yes, all absolutely. of their scandals. Right. To get, right. they're placating the propagandized base into accepting false reality. Sure. And they're allowed to get away with the it. The other part of the playbook is me and you committed a crime, and here come the cops. Here's our story. If we just right. stick to it, we got this. So every single one of the Republicans is just saying, we're just going to stick to it. We're all going to stick to it. And we're going to get through this until it's the plan, but right. they don't have facts on their side, and it doesn't look like they're acting with any level of integrity to their oath. Right. So I think people forgot on a is, macro scale. There's an oath to the Constitution that oh, they forget, swear yeah, right, right. that is bigger than either party, that is bigger than mm-hmm. us, and what you're watching is tribalism on a scale that is now affecting the consumer audience. Where you say Rachel Maddow or Fox. They're, the problem with those shows is that they are tribal in terms of their audience. Mm-hmm. The presentations and the accountability are different, but the audiences are very tribal. So you have the Fox people watching a committee that is believing in the deep state and the Ukraine story. And these are all PSYOP Russian propaganda techniques that if you turn on RT yeah. are actually being spouted on RT and then Fox in real time. But they're consuming that information. Now what's RT? Russian television. Right, okay, okay, right. So right now, for the first time in history, we're actually mirroring RT, and right. there will be a segment on RT that will follow on Fox later. Okay, okay. Right, okay. So here's where I got soured on the evening um, the evening uh, MSNBC people, and it was during the end of the Obama administration and the Hillary Clinton campaign to be president it was um the one night the guy who i really can't stand i I swear to god i I just hear his voice and i want to i want to choke somebody is that uh steve kernacki i want to that guy i want to choke him half to death i i i can't remember how many times i heard that screwball telling me how far of a lead that hillary clinton had like he was the lead cheerleader on First off, you're not even if even if my cause was that a Democrat wins, you're not helping because you made everyone confident as fuck that this was going to happen. That, well, it's like, ratings driven. Yeah, right. But I mean, he was so certain, right? He knew the audience he was speaking to, and that's what they want to hear. My problem is, is people tuned into MSNBC in the evening for their confirmation affirmation fix, just the I same agree. way. I agree. That's right. the tribalism I'm referring but he to. Was, People turn into respective sourcing right. to hear, to be validated for what they want to believe. The difference, I think, with Maddow versus a Hannity is that she doesn't have the luxury of I did, spouting right, Narnia right. I, and I, talk. I, right. I, yes. And you're, you're 100% correct. I hate 
false equivalencies. They drive me and absolutely nuts. And that's what I could think the comparing Hannity and Maddow would be. Not that I would in any way advocate consumer media. Right, and I made a false equivalency. It's not an equivalency. That's not what I was saying. I had a, a post on Facebook, which we both kind of despise anymore, but... And it was saying that, like, you know, I'm not uh, anti-Trump. I'm anti all this other bullshit right. that he's that he's done. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm anti-Trump. And a bunch of people chimed in, well, that's everybody. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, like, you're making a fault. And I pushed back on it. And I, I need to comment on that thread that, listen, just because I push back on your false equivalency does not mean that I don't agree with you to a certain extent. But there's levels to this shit. If your kid comes home an hour late and you have to explain to you why he's an hour late, that's one thing. If he comes home a week late, it's a whole other fucking thing. I mean, right. this is not... The, the the Donald Trump situation is not... Like, when we say every politician lies, hmm, some politicians kind of skirt the truth. They kind of shade it. They only kind of only say the things that benefit them. Donald Trump just fucking lies. He's a gaslighter. Yeah, he, and it's an authoritarian thing. He just lies. And listening to him, I just don't understand how... It almost, like if if I put somebody on a stage and told them to do a book report on a book that they didn't read, it seems like to me ninety percent of the people could figure this out. Donald Trump is a guy who did not read the book every fucking time he talks. Every time he talks, he's up there giving a book report on a book he didn't read. He knows the yeah, goddamn being presented dog. as gospel, despite the fact that his last fifteen gospels were demonstrably false. So the people yeah. that are in his base, because he's gaslighting them, accept truth in real time. So as a dear leader, like you would see in North Korea, no, there's a, there's or certainly Erdogan, a cultish, he has a dear le- right. he has a cult dear leader status where the truth changes in real time as he speaks. Right. So he could come on here today and say they're not wearing headphones and they're not sitting in front of the fish tank. And by tomorrow, somebody on Facebook would say that was made up. Yeah, they were not. That reality is fictional. Dear leader has now spoken. The edict has been declared. So it's Uh, more than just lying. It's gaslighting, and there is a distinctive difference from a historical. But Donald Trump gets in front of everybody that he ever gets in front of and speaks, and he always speaks about something he doesn't know about, and he acts like he knows about it. The dog, the the military dog thing. He got out there and he just kept rambling about this type of dog is a very hard... He knew nothing about this dog. He didn't know whether the dog was male, female, had four fucking legs or eight legs. He didn't know anything about... But he just kept rambling on about this dog being... And the problem is that when he gets the gender of the dog wrong, normally a White House would just say, correction, we had the gender of the dog wrong. What you're seeing here is the official White House account will change facts to accommodate dear leader's mentality, like the Sharpie Gate The Sharpie thing, Gate thing, that was Where the, the White oh House God. account, not his personal account, sure. but the official White House account, right. is now detailing facts in real time. It's not just they that he's pontificating. They fired the guy from the weather. Yes. No, Anybody that dissents now is being removed. So right. it's not just that he's up there punted. Right. It would be like me coming here to talk about sports, as we I think, sure. alluded to last time. Right. No I was going to make that joke. Nobody is going to bring me in to have a sports right. commentary, nor would I try. Sure. But let's say I did. I would try and at least adhere to some of the basics. I know there's bases. I know there's a... He doesn't need to do any of that because the official White House apparatus is now making whatever he declares reality. Right. When they falsely planted the story that you will fail notes that she did end up having to retract, that Grisham, that was basically 
a blatant lie to take away from a news cycle, her accusing the Obama administration of leaving you will fail notes. And instead of just going on television, which she has never given a press briefing, which I think is a separate conversation, why have we let that norm go away? But she basically lied, gaslit, and then our society didn't demand that there be a factual accounting from the White House. We've got, the norms are eroding, and it's beyond what we consume on television. It's that we can't even expect truth from the White House. Yes, he's going to pontificate about things he doesn't know about and he's done it his whole life. It's that we're not just looking at a useful idiot, we're looking at somebody who's a useful idiot that is being declared factual. Right, right, by a position of authority. Yes. So like, I, I don't almost, like, okay, so there are, and I've said this before, there are people that I like very much. There's people that I get along with very well that when I talk to them about these things, I, I'm almost like in disbelief that like, how do you keep saying this? And then if I tune into Fox, I totally get it. Yes. Like, like, literally, there's a coach I coach with at wrestling, and I like the guy. I do. I think he's a terrific coach. He really cares about the kids. He's a good-hearted guy. To talk to him, you'd think you were talking to Devin Nunez. And it, I, I know you watch The Inquiry. Listening to Devin Nunez, you, I would rather like rub a cheese grater on my face than listen to that guy talk. It's the most insane... I, there I are RT propaganda right, points. I wanted a meme that had Samuel L. Jackson saying, say Hunter Biden again, motherfucker. Right. Like Because, oh my God, we are here for an impeachment inquiry and you keep saying Hunter Biden. But what he can does, only do that, Bill, because he is. But what does Hunter Biden have to do with orders. this? He's part of the Manafort Ukraine, the entire dialogue. But they, what they're trying to do here, two things. They're trying to conflate. But Hunter Biden's research. not going to be impeached. It ties, of course not. And it's right. irrelevant because you've got Jared Kushner making foreign policy. There's a whole other. The hypocrisy on that is a whole other conversation. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy. But they're trying to conflate. Domestic oppo research, which is a standard protocol, with a sitting president shaking down a foreign leader and extorting them. So they're trying to conflate that. And how they do that, and it ties in, they were going to Manafort in his prison cell and getting legal advice. This is a well-sourced known thing. Manafort has been part of the Ukraine issue for a long time, working with Russia on their payroll, part of that mob system. So Manafort, the plan was, we need to, number one, exonerate Manafort because nobody wants Manafort in prison. He's got a lot of work to do. The other problem is that we need to blame somebody other than Russia because now we've got our intel community. Oh, no, right, 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 right. right and right, so right, what right, Nunes right. is doing is going on and doing the marching orders. And the marching orders, and people make it all about Russia, but it's more of a conglomerate. You've got Saudi Arabia, you've got China, you've got these superpowers basically in charge of almost like a syndicate and Nunes is out there reading a script and they have compromise on him and blackmail and he's on their payroll. The bigger issue is why was he allowed to sit on the Intel committee? Right now, why okay. didn't Pelosi make a move knowing what she knew? If Rachel Maddow knew that he was in on it, I know that Nancy Pelosi with her rich history of Intel committees knew perfectly well that he right. is a co-conspirator. So now some of the craziness that I see in this too is like little side things that are like, you know, the whole thing with Ukraine, like this is the bidding of an emperor, Trump, who the Ukraine thing needs to be because he, fe listen, 
He's the president of the United States. Us being both progressives, and I, the the thing I like the least is what the or like think that's the dumbest thing that they ever say is that we're talking about this today because we can't get over the 2016 election. I'm over it. I'm totally over it. I couldn't give a shit. Now, but crime is crime and treason is treason. So there's still a problem because he's doing these things. Like if, if Donald Trump were when would impeachment office, happen? So if if the election is now, if you're trying to say the election doesn't matter, first of all, Pence is the next in succession. Yes, he's involved, but he hasn't been right. tried yet. At what point? So when the founders designed this, what they were saying is, no matter what a sitting president does, if you make a move on them with the exact constitutional framework we laid out for you that exact, you're trying to nullify an election like, when would it be utilized right. what and would when, have been when the you say nullify the it? election you're talking about the 2020 election no i'm saying that their argument that people on the left are just trying to impeach him because oh, they yeah, can't yeah, accept yeah. the election right, results right, right. doesn't even make sense from a framer's standpoint no, no. because what would have been the purpose of article what would have been the purpose of oversight if you just had to wait till the next election it was designed to remove an eminent threat. He's a national security threat. He's a global yes. threat. Yes. It was designed for the integrity of the republic. Right, right, right. Which I think that people, especially if you're on the right, or the right-left things got me befuddled too, because Donald Trump is not a conservative in any, like, no. I, 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 he's a populist, and that's mm-hmm. it. So well, he's um, an opportunist. An opportunist, right. But if you're coming from it from a Trump supporter Stance and and you're probably ninety percent of those people are not ever tuning into anything except for Fox News because it's or that confirmation OM. affirmation. Oh God, that that that's stupid. Because Fox made the mistake of having to say some facts during their actual accredited news hour, which is why Shep Smith was removed yeah, and Shep, Bill Barr went and gave a visit right. to the owners. Right now, what the Wallace guy is going to be the next guy in the hot seat because he keeps saying, "Oh, he'll be out next." But the reason they're using a new sourcing is Fox is occasionally has to at least push back on some of the right, propaganda. which you can put Tommy Lauren or whatever the fuck that goofball the other. Blonde bimbos for those blondes. Yeah, right, right, right. But so okay, so but anyways, this whole thing with, with the Ukraine thing has to happen because Donald Trump's ego needs to be, you know, like soothed because if Russia meddled in the election and they meddled in the election to help him win the election, legitimately he's not a legitimate the election wasn't legit. So he needs to put in this other thing where Ukraine was fighting on on Hillary's side to do the exact same thing that Russia was doing to equal this thing out which is another silly silly thing because you've got Russia which is like the other bully on the block and Ukraine which is like your neighbor's chihuahua down the street who's got no money no Ukraine, but that's our friend I know but Ukraine needs us because they don't have power and we need Ukraine yes because it's strategically placed alliance. right there by Russia I we get are in danger with yes, Ukraine yes, yes 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 absolutely and you, you never want to be put in a position where your leader is can be blackmailed by a leader of another country because now he has to bend to their will whenever they want because th- all Ukraine had to do was record some of that nonsense or the they did right and the there was a there was a meeting behind closed doors that nobody was allowed into that was testified upon uh, during the inquiry where they the um, the blonde guy at the end uh, 
the aide to uh, Sondland went up to go into the room with with that. Are you talking about somebody from NSC or? From I'm talking about when uh, when Sondland and uh, and the Ukraine Kent? and Shil- was it Kent? What it, was it somebody that testified with Fiona Hill? Yes, yes. That would I think would I believe it would have been Kent, but I right. haven't refreshed. Well, he was the guy who was headed up to that room, and they stopped him from going in there. And Sondland had a whole meeting where there were no note takers. We have to remember that Sondland is the ambassador that is there because he paid a million dollars for the privilege. Well, I think that's a distinction that needs to be made too. So Fiona, or uh, Yovanovitch? Marie Yovanovitch is the person that was in the first week's yeah, Right, right. But I mean, there's a difference between Yovanovitch was a was an ambassador also. She's an anti-corruption ambassador with an impeccable history. Right, right. But, but we need to make a... You, there needs to be a difference that's made between... Someone like Yovanovitch, who is a career diplomat, yes. a nonpartisan, who is immediately hired by Georgetown to teach a class on how to be an ambassador in a conflict area. So there's a different kind. There's two different kinds of ambassadors. There's an ambassador that gets put into the ambassador of the UK or the UN or Ireland or France or political something like, appointees. Yes, which are just people who give a million dollars to the And both sides do this. Yes, 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 which is complete bullshit. It is, and um, I think that should be looked at if we if the republic comes out of this on the other end, it's time to have a talk about ambassadors that can buy their ambassadorships. Buy their ambassadorships. Both sides of the aisle need to have These people get wealthy off these ambassadorships and Sondland even in his tes- testimony was saying that we bought a bottle of wine and started talking about what I'm going to do with my hotels when we were... So he's still doing his job job where he owns hotels while he's being the ambassador to the UN. Yeah, I said it's never about just the hotels. Like, to even go into the Joe Biden thing with his son Hunter, people will say, well, look at Jared and Ivanka made $82 million. Well, really, that's nothing. Because what they really are doing is running foreign policy. So when you have an ambassador like Sondland, what they're doing is... On paper, they're saying, oh, no, I know it looks bad that I remodeled for a million dollars. But what they're really doing is rewriting energy, oil, yeah. nuclear, and military sure. defense contracts to the tune of billions and billions of dollars. And you've got Eric Prince in there using his private mercenaries. There's such a, dot, a sinister nucleus to it that is so far beyond the hotelier and all of it. goes so much beyond that. So when you buy an ambassadorship, you're looking into billions. Right. Or if you're a son-in-law and you get to run foreign policy and you have a billion-dollar debt on a 666 Fifth Avenue, you and your convicted felon dad are now being given the green light to go deal with Saudi Arabia and get that paid off. Right. So on paper, it looks like $80 million, but in reality, they're, they're talking in billions. They're talking nuclear and energy contracts and things that are on a scale of finance that we can't even comprehend, you and I. Right. So what I'm trying to make is a distinction between... Sondland's a guy who gives a million dollars to the party after Trump gets elected. Who knows what he gave to his super PAC before he got elected. But he gives this money so that he can buy himself this Mm -hmm. sweetheart job where he flies around the world, stays in the greatest hotels, and talks to people about probably a little bit about his own business and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that he's making big Mm -hmm. money on. And then you've got that Marie Yovanovitch who is someone there that's actually got a job. She's been trained in it. And she solves problems. She looks at things strategically and says, this can't be. Now, even the crooked fuck Sondland, who is 100%, this man gave a million dollars just to the just to the, the good time party after he gets elected. The inaugural fund. The inaugural fund. 
So this is a guy who gave a million dollars to that, and people tried to paint him as somebody who wasn't quite a Trumpster or like never, never try. Or Donald's like, I don't hardly know him. He like, was as much base as you can get, and correct. he was. If and you threw, look on Twitter, uh, right? Donnie was saying, "If only we can get silent there." People forget he was their witness. He was supposed to be the guy that vindicated everything. Well, he flipped because the, the first well, time I he think anybody that watched the Cohen hearing can see what happens when you decide to take one for the team for Donald Trump. You're well, that, going to Roger prison. Stone. Roger Stone just had his trial, which, sure. by the way, is a separate topic, but proves that there was indeed collusion with Russia. Yes. Cambridge Analytica was involved, Guccifer 2.0. Everything that Robert Mueller likely would have told us when he was unable to prove conspiracy in his report because he was shut down likely by Bill Barr. Donnie went on television on Fox and said, we would have fixed this and ended it sooner if we had Bill Barr. Yeah, right, so, right, right. Well, she's the, the de- is- she's the diplomat that recognizes the danger they all are, yeah. and she doesn't have a horse in the game. She's going to be in that game whether you have a Democrat or a Republican. She's there for the integrity, and she's an anti-corruption fighter. They're in there for their own sinister purposes. So somebody like her, is, she's a threat to their global kleptocracy. Sure. Well, I, the Mueller report is on my phone. I read it. Most of the Mueller report points to all these things that are a problem, but they keep referring back to the memo saying that we cannot indict a sitting, we can't indict a sitting sitting president. So like Mueller's thing was that he put it on the lap of Congress, but mm-hmm. Congress did nothing about it. Congress dropped the ball on the Con- Mueller right, did nothing about it. So all of these people who I talk to on a regular basis that, like when I talk to them, I'm amazed that they have, it, 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 the problem that we have in this country is an information problem. That's singly the most important. And we have the technology, for sure, to have a situation where it's unbiased and it's just the facts could be put on a PBS sort of internet site Mm -hmm. that everybody should look at instead of... Now, as soon as something's on there that you don't want to see as far as left or right, they're going to tune it out or whatever like that, but it's going to be there. Like, I, I think they should go as far as, like, a public office. They should put that guy in a glass cage, and everything that's not a matter of, you know, national security should be out in the open as far as what you hold public office. I want to publicly know what you're talking about. We are entitled Who, to know. Right. Well, we're not entitled to see Donald Trump's tax returns. We're not entitled to see well, who's in Well, executive privilege is something that will likely have to be explored if we if the republic, again, survives this mm-hmm. chapter. Right. Well, you, you keep saying that I believe that we've survived. I want to believe the republic will survive the chapter. The problem is, again, we brought this up last time, with authoritarianism, you start with the fourth estate, and then you start working your way through the institutions. So we know the IRS has a whistleblower that's not largely explored right now, but that Barr has a family member at the IRS. He has a family member in White House Legal Counsel. So with authoritarianism, when you get the judicial branch and, branch and you get the Congress, you've got McConnell with... Our friend Jackie brought up a great point, knowing I was heading here today, saying the average person looks at this as, what are they doing? Why are... Basically, nothing's getting done. It's going to go die in the Senate. But the people that watch Fox News don't realize that McConnell has over a couple hundred bills on his desk, and he's a co-conspirator at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. No, no, right. That's a big thing. Like, So, like... But you get the authoritarianism right. that if you have a... If the, if the leader of the Senate is part of the problem and a co-conspirator and was on the original Gang of Eight that decided to stand down when Russia was attacking us... 
it was said in the 50s, we're going to take out America without firing a single bullet. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. They're right. taking out America as you and I sit here. Will we survive it? That I think, let's both, uh, it's Thanksgiving week. My God, I would love to believe so. But right now, the Supreme Court just agreed to take up the case regarding the financials. And Barr's DOJ challenged the, the McGahn ruling, which was probably one of the most profound legal rulings in our entire if not just our lifetime, but in sure. history, that we now, did not for, have a king. Right. I think we're going to survive it just because the country as a whole, like me and you pay a lot of attention to this, all right? Yes. But there's probably 65% of the country who's really, really, really just watching Dances with the Stars and they're watching The Voice. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that this is like, okay, I don't care if you're left, you're right, whatever. I give you kudos if you're paying attention to what's going on, even if you're just paying attention to your side or whatever you're doing, but at least you're somehow engaged in this process that's going on versus the people who are completely oblivious to like anything. I mean, when they, yes, when they do but those... If you're, if you're engaged by watching Fox, you're better off watching Dancing with the Stars because that's actual propaganda. That's, is, that's disinformation, and disinformation is dangerous, and it's designed to take out democracy. Okay, right, but you know my stance on that. My stance is that we need, I need glass to get broken to get things fixed. So, I agree, and when we met last time, I, I had said that Bruce liked that Trump broke things. And yes. That's now changed. So where, yes, it's good that it's all been exposed. Yeah. Oh it's my God. great. I mean, yes, right. the hypocrisy is exposed. The dark money on both sides has been exposed. Where we're running into the problem was I don't think we understood how weak our institutions were. We always relied on them as most people have shame. So if you were in the highest office of the oh, land right. and you He's were accused of raping a 13-year-old yeah. or if you were accused of graft or sending your son-in-law, the shame would force you to resign. The institutions didn't count on a true sociopathic money laundering grifter with a global syndicate backing him up. Sure. So they're being tested right well, now. Well, I mean, Nixon had no shame either. Nixon, all the way to the Nixon, end, was like, actually, I'm though, not a crook. That's probably one of my pet peeves is when people conflate this impeachment with the Nixon impeachment. Nixon's impeachment did not have Fox News. Fox was designed to help Nixon get elected. Roger Ailes knew they had a problem. Mm -hmm. The facts aren't going to get us there. Yeah, right, We right, need right, to do the right, thinking right. for them. Roger Ailes is a guy who was in the Nixon he, administration, right? He no, was Roger Ailes was the person that conceived Fox. And he worked no, with the Murdoch family to create Fox News. And his was theory a, was do the thinking for them. Right, but I thought there was a connection between... I thought oh, somebody, Ailes was a... Can he worked within the campaign infrastructure for years, but the, right, his right. role was basically... Let's get a network that will do the thinking for them so that when we have damaging facts, we don't have to worry about those pesky facts or documents because oh, we're sure, going to go tell sure. them what to think. Sure, right. So Nixon's administration, when they were under impeachment, did not have a Fox News network, an arm of propaganda, state television, defending his crimes. You also didn't have the Senate that was a co-conspirator led by somebody who is now taking money from the country that attacked us, removing sanctions and opening factories, Russian factories in Kentucky. So it's so complex and different than the Nixon impeachment. Oh, no, no. I, I agree 100% that it's that it's different and that this is actually far worse than the, than the Nixon impeachment was. I mean, he was pretty much just 
in house fucking with the uh, the DNC and breaking into their stuff. This is yes. international where he's he involved. He was a domestic crook. He wasn't an international, international an international right. traitorous right. crook. Crime lord. Uh, so right, I, I get that the the difference there and everything else. But again, we were there was a time in this country where we were super super divided. I mean, Nixon left office with still a twenty eight percent approval rating. So twenty eight percent of people. Still and that's going to be the number, I think, that Bruce says, and I think he's talked with you about that 28 to 30, they're immovable. There's pretty much nothing. So when you have a conversation, you're never hoping to reach them. And do you know what the beauty part of that is? They believe, like, I, I, there's so many people on social media that keep posting, like, you don't understand, you know, Trump's more popular. He's more popular in your bubble than ever. Yeah, but the tail is wagging the dog. We discussed this last time because of the electoral But he needs more than college. those people to get elected. But he he doesn't need that much more because of gerrymandering and because of the Electoral College. So if you look at the Electoral College map, you have somebody who, this is just his most recent attempt to cheat in an election. Now the Stone case proves he did cheat in the first election. Yeah. He's cheating in the second election. Right. And the Electoral College still has him as a contender. We both don't think the economy is what people are saying that it is. Well, okay, so when we talked about that before the podcast... The economy is kind of a tricky thing, right? Like, I mean, if if you're Fox News and you want to put the indicators out there that say that the economy is good, then you can put things out there like the unemployment rate, which the unemployment rate can lie. The unemployment rate, yes, there's people with two and three jobs making $8 an hour. That That's is, the best point, that there are people that used to make 35 an hour and right, but the three and a half percent. Jobs. Right, the, un, the unemployment rate of 3.5% is what Fox puts out there. They don't explain the minutia of what's going on with it. Then you can also say, well, look at the stock market. I love when uh, Trump says stuff like it's got record gains. The worst president we ever had had record gains in the stock market because the stock market generally goes up over a four-year period. So they're always going to have a record gain because it gets bigger. I mean, that that's just what well, it and does. And how many American families are invested in the stock market? How many people can't Again, buy groceries? That's not a gauge, right? That's certainly not a gauge of the economy because what I would say what the stock market is a gauge is of how are wealthy people doing, and that's... He's speaking to the people that benefited from the tax scam, the people that, right, which, well, by the way, broke the deficit. That's where I'm going with it. The tax scam was a way to, right now, this economy is being falsely propped up with stuff like, so, okay, so if someone doesn't understand what a corporation does when you take their corporate rate from 38% to 27% or whatever it dropped down to, some because the, the amount of Fortune 500 companies that paid zero federal taxes doubled mm -hmm. since Trump. So that means... There, and I know that some people got these hard-ons for you know super wealthy people, which I don't understand. But that means a company that made a billion dollars this year paid zero dollars into everything right. that that company uses. So Jeff Bezos made $11.2 billion. He uses our highways way more than any one person could use. He uses his entire work. He got rich because his entire workforce can read, write, and do arithmetic because of public schools. But he paid nothing into public schools. Right. So this guy's taking everything out of the system, not putting anything back in the system. And the Joe Schmo guy out there that's, you know, made $30,000 last year, he spent more in taxes than Jeff Bezos did. For the first time ever, middle-class families are paying higher percentage. In terms of taxation percentage, we're paying more than a Right, right, right. But, but let me finish. This, 
So what these corporations do with that windfall profit is they go onto the stock market and they buy their own right. stock. So you know, stocks go up as demand goes up for the stock. So when the stocks are being bought, the price keeps going up until it meets a plateau. So when you put billions of dollars into your stock, your stock is artificially inflated. Right. I mean, that, that the stock market is a indicator of the economy on a whole, I think, is a whole other debate. Right, right. But, but what I'm saying to you is if another president comes in and removes those tax cuts and that corporation at the end of the year can't every year buy more of their own stock, right. it's going to tumble. This is a bubble that's ready to burst. Oh, I agree about the bubble. So what I'm saying to you is this economy thing that we these indicators that you're pointing to are false indicators because they're just being propped up with fucking bubble gum and glue to hold this thing up like it's being held up right now. It that's not real. The you know, the real you know factors in an economy are middle class wages, which mm -hmm. are pretty damn flat. Stagnant. Stagnant. They're saying fourth quarter growth this year is going to be one percent. You and I we tend to get bogged down in the wonkiness and we take in a lot of political information. Right. The average American family just knows what their credit card debt is, what their mortgage is, what gas costs, what food costs. They're starting to see tariffs. They're start. The average person can hear that the economy is doing well, but if they don't have gas money to go to Thanksgiving, they they know how they're doing. Mm. So it's one thing to say right. I don't want to the be economy alarmist. is great, but right. most people are not feeling it. Nobody saw the tax return they were promised, and that was the good year. We're not getting that was our big windfall, by right. the way. Right, well, but but like I said, I don't want to be an alarmist. But if you look at everything, like we're on really shaky ground and the, the traditional levers that we had to pull if mm -hmm. the economy goes to shit was to raise interest rates, or lower interest rates, I'm sorry, which we can't do because he's lobbied real hard against the Fed. Oh, what sitting president doesn't tell no, the Fed what to do? No, right, 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 right. that's not right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's levers that we don't have that we can pull. The stock market's, you know, inflated falsely. Um, wages are flat, so people don't have like like expendable income to fall back on when that when this does go to shit. Uh, I'm in the housing industry, and uh, new construction is not anywhere near. So is what there a canary it, in the coal mine? Oh, in it's that industry? It, it's all it's all looking it's all like just paper mache and like barely held up. And I mean, I want the economy, and I really want the economy for the middle class to be sustainable. I want it to be solid and everything else. Like, I have no, just because I do not, I'm not a Trump, Donald Trump fan, it, it really kind of could be anybody. You could take a totally different person and put them in there and have all the shenanigans, all the bullshit, all the lying, all the nonsense, and all the, like I said, bubble gum and glue that's holding this fucking thing up. And I'm, I'm still going to be upset about it. It doesn't matter to me that it's Donald Trump. It does not. It, well, the, most people don't really care ultimately who's sitting atop as a figurehead if they're doing okay. The middle class is the vital tool for any constitutional republic. So when you look at the Roman Empire, and I promise not to overly, I know I'm known to go for both on this topic, but when the middle class collapses, the democratic republic itself is no longer sustainable when the wealth gap gets to well, where we are Well, besides the fact now, that we've shifted all of the tax burden onto the middle class right now, and then when we collapse, it really hits it hard. And there's no correction in and, place. Right, there's none of that. And you have all of the, 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 the fail-safes that would be there are, are not there. Mm -hmm. And then 
my problem is, is I believe this economy is going, it, 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 it's always got its ebbs and flows. And if Donald Trump, we talked about this before, it does not get reelected, and then we end up with a Democratic president, and then the economy goes to shit, it's going to be like, see? Well, when Obama took over after the collapse of Bush, who remember the whole, con- the fundamentals of fiscal conservatism were fiscal responsibility, family values. When Obama inherited that disaster, yes, they judged him as if he inherited a robust economy. Trump walked into an economy that was just on recovery. It was just it was on recovery, just in and recovery mode. Obama, and I'm not an Obama fan, but he did reduce the deficit. By the time Obama left, the deficit mm-hmm. was going down. It headed back up again with this guy. So he that's the other problem that we've got going on here. And we're on a tipping point right now with the with the national debt that the interest is going to be too much to overcome real soon. Like we're getting to I think we just hit twenty three trillion dollars. Well don't worry, Bill, because China loves when we threaten them. So they love paying off Trump Foundation right. and giving Ivanka right. trademarks. China owns our debt, and we are debt. We are leveraged to the hilt as a country, and so to pretend, which is pretending that we can engage in a tariff war, sure, they have all the leverage. Right. Well, Donnie's then, a fourth grader showing up with a backpack, saying, "I, you know, if they say I'm your best friend, he's going to sign on the dotted line." He he fell in love with Kim Jong Un. He's so far in over his head that the people that really understand fiscal policy and geopolitics are playing chess and all the indicators on our end really are irrelevant because nobody's correcting the person at the top who's dangerous everybody there knows he's dangerous and it's not partisan sure the the people that were republican strategists their whole lives one of my favorite people emerging from this fiasco has been nicole wallace nicole wallace and steve uh who's the schmidt although he went and worked for bloomberg and lost my soul but that's a Republican, Republican strategists who I've always agreed with fundamentally are now sounding the alarms that this, as you and I have said, is not partisan. You can't have a sitting president that doesn't understand the basics. And let's say sometimes in history that's happened, they have advisors or they have specialists. They don't surround themselves with sycophants and people that also lack basic policy experience and have to coddle the ego of a narcissist so all of our foreign policy all of our fiscal policy while the rest of us are out there trying to pay our bills and raise our families all of that is at the will of somebody who might get a phone call saying you're terrific let's do this and he'll say yes if he's being told he's terrific sure sure, sure. Right, and china right. has all the leverage he's right there's he's no deal with china because there's no deal they want and you're good to go right what do they want what would what would we have as leverage our farmers are wiped out right now Right, right. And Chinese, you know who's buying their farms? Chinese corporate, con- right, sure. not just corporate conglomerates, foreign corporate conglomerates that manufacture, they saw a willing rube and thought, Why, wow, we've nobody's going to check him. And it gets into the impeachment thing. When, sure. when the Congress is compromised, who's going to check somebody that's dangerous fiscally, geopolitically, on a national security level, all the people involved know that he's harming our country fiscally. Well, None see, now, of them now, are saying when he what first took to office, I thought he was less dangerous than I'm starting to feel like he is now because the bigger the, the bigger picture on the financial on the on the, you know, fiscal front is that he's 
historically, in times of great economy, we pay down our deficit. In fact, Bill Clinton yes. ran a surplus. So, like, you know, we, and I mean, I'm not also not a Clinton fan, but he looked at a thing, the, the tech boom was going on. He had all kinds of money coming in. He paid down the deficit so much that we actually had a surplus. He's yeah. the only president in modern history who has actually paid down some of the, the national debt. Yes, with, when they had a debate for the next election, it was what to do with the surplus, and we went right from that under W to basically want more record-breaking deficits and right, an because entire just, collapse of right, It was tax cuts again for rich people, the what we do with the surplus. Industry. It's all, the yacht class ultimately always benefits, and then both sides of the aisle, I think this is a reiteration of what we talked about last time, believe that their party is the one fixing it. What I The reason I keep going back to authoritarianism is that when you have China taking us out and Russia taking us out and Saudi Arabia taking us out, everybody that is in a position, a statesman or somebody that knows what's going on and has taken a sworn oath, knows they're supposed to be fighting for the country and they're not. So something is wrong on a systemic level when nobody is acting. Pelosi did not want to make a move. She was whipping her caucus against impeachment with Mueller. It right. took this. Right. Per, it took this cheating in an election for this. And I think they saw start. this. I think they. Well, okay. So that, let's. So we have veered way off of the um, impeachment stuff, which I want to get back to. <laughs> We're known to do that, right? But the so the impeachment thing and Nancy Pelosi. Oh, look, good lord! Like, like this is like. I don't understand how they can't see themselves. She's the quintessential holding on forever to power, like old, get the fuck out of here. Like, you got to go. Uh, so Power. Yeah, power, 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 and, and money and everything else. And, I mean, you know, the problem is, is everything with, with like, even with her is taken, like, I'm put in positions where I'm defending the truth, but I become defending someone as loathsome as Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. And it's, like, you'll see a meme where a person's like, Nancy Pelosi makes one hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year. How's she worth two hundred and eighty billion or million dollars? And I'm like, you know, with a with a three second Google search, you can find out she's worth sixteen million dollars. Now, am I appalled by the fact that that someone that's supposed to be a public servant is worth sixteen million dollars? I am. I don't care for that. That bothers me. Like that should you should have not taken this job to enrich yourself. It, it, I mean, listen. I don't begrudge someone a living. If someone who's who's been in in that situation for as long as she had was worth three million dollars, they'd be like, you know what? She's about to retire. She got three million dollars. That's probably where she should be. She worked for a long time doing this job. Fine, but you got sixteen million dollars. Like it's 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 way. And that's the money. Those are the cards you're showing me. How much is offshore? How much is somewhere invested in a business that we don't know about? What what do you have in stocks and you know stuff that we don't something we don't know about? Something put in a trust. Who knows? But I get on something. I'm like, listen, can you just Google it? Because saying she's worth $280 million is fucking stupid. See, but to me, her worth is no... I have really no issue with wealth as a concept or people that are very wealthy. My issue with Pelosi is... Not even somebody worth $150 billion? Well, I I think nobody should be a billionaire, but I'm a progressive and that's another conversation. 
I think the problem with Pelosi is we should, we should have both parties have that. an Epstein problem, and this cannot be said enough. Epstein, did you just the, say Epstein? It's, but it's actually the fundamental thing. I would have because, a whole podcast on Epstein. Well, it ties into the disinformation and the honeypots and the compromise. You saw Lindsey Graham go golfing and come out a Trump sycophant. What oh, you're God. seeing is that, the neutering of Lindsey Graham has been one of my one of favorite most things. Oh, it's so fun to watch. Come on. I would normally, you know, I used to. He had some great sound bites before he was neutered, and then now that he's neutered, it's. If we come out of this on the other side, yeah, I will you can take great about joy it. about it, but I do believe the bells are sounding, and I don't want to be. I know it sounds very doom and gloom to think that the Republic is on the ropes, but we are on the ropes. And I'm a history nerd, and I am telling you, authoritarian is on. We're on step nine of authoritarianism. Okay, so. And I know how it sounds. That's why I almost was ambivalent to even come discuss it. Right. I've made money in in every presidency that ever was. So, like, a lot of times, even on social media, when I'm fucking around with somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm never, like, but this time with this guy, there's so many indicators that put us on this financial cliff. Because... Financial is really what's going to hurt everybody, okay? Nobody, people, we're, we're so not old enough to have, like, lived through the Great Depression that we don't understand that there were people fucking starving. Right. For, you know, in this situation. There was, like, you know, they could not overcome this. Now, I believe that we have learned just enough to get us out of that situation faster, but when you take the Great Depression, what do we get out of that? We get FDR. Right, which in my mind, if we come out of this, if the if the institutions, which the judiciary looks like it's trying very hard to find its pulse, and you have some rulings that the ruling yesterday left me in tears. It was so beautiful. Oh, which but one? Which one's was, that? It was all Jackson's the Trump ruling win. regarding we did not have a king, and to, to even argue that a sitting president, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. It was a very beautiful ruling. It was the pulse of the judiciary. The problem is it was appealed by a DOJ that is appealing the ruling regarding a White House employee, not the president themselves. They're conflating. They're mad kinging. Not that McGann. So, okay. So there's so many, like, this is Man another. and chaos theory. Keep us confused. Even right. the people that but are There's informed, so many rulings. We can't keep track of if it. I guarantee you that the ardent Trump supporter does not know how bad they're losing. They don't. That we're all losing. We're I see not, us well, all losing. I understand that, losing. but I mean, in this situation... McGahn was just told that... But are they losing? Because you, the Supreme Court has now agreed to stay the financials. That's a separate case. But they're tied in in terms of the judiciary as a branch. People were three separate branches. And the judiciary branch itself is having a pulse. But when the Supreme Court agrees to take up the case, they should never have taken up the case. All precedent said they shouldn't have taken it up. If they rule in favor of letting them hide the financials, hide the tax returns, not letting, not holding the executive branch in account to Congress, what is the judiciary so, branch? So you and now you are declaring the, the executive branch the supreme ruling branch, yes, and right, we have a unit. Right. So we're not, a, we're not a co-equal branch anymore. You're, 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 you're Barr's right. arguing in court. He that he's gave a, a, yeah, that's monarchy. Right, right. Barr's entire premise is, and he needs it to survive because now he's complicit and he shut down the Mueller investigation. His whole premise is the unitary executive and that some people misinterpret our founders. He's part of a group called Opus Dei, deeply fundamental. If you've ever seen Handmaid's Tale, there's Barr's 
theory for you. Okay. We're the unitary executive, but we're going to do it in a theocratic fashion. Right, That's right. Barr. He's actually, and he's brilliant. So he's not Donnie. When he goes to oh, court, no, right, he knows right, what he's talking right, about. Right. He's a now, brilliant... You, so, but you believe the people that are going to ultimately decide this have no... Their tribalism will be thicker and heavier on them that are way more than their view of the entire... Because, you know, the, the thing that always comes back to blow up on these people is if I make this ruling for a Republican, sooner or later there's going to be a Democrat in that situation. They're it used run. to be that way. Right, but I'm saying to you that the Supreme Court's going to make rulings, you think. Well, I don't know how they're going to rule that they took it up, but you have to remember because the ban and chaos theory, the Kavanaugh appointment, he was selected over a conservative female that on paper was fabulous to the evangelical pro-life, you know, that's its entire own cult. Yeah, right, because that's the voters that that are single-issue voters. Sure. She was a beautiful candidate. She was a shoe-in. She would have sailed through Congress. Why he, she wasn't chosen was her stance on the executive was a traditional founder stance that she felt all three branches. She had that oh, topic, right, but she understood right. the fundamentals. Kavanaugh was selected by Trump because of his stance sure. on a strong executive. Yeah. So well, we I, don't. I don't I know mean, the answer to it, but I'm telling Kavanaugh you, Kavanaugh is a good symptom or like a, a situation of the good old boy network for sure. Well, he's the Federalists put him in there. He's bought and paid for. They want, like, they're ruling as corporations. My point is that Kavanaugh himself was chosen for his stance on the executive branch. I don't, I don't have a crystal ball, and my God, do I want to be wrong. I want, I want the judicial branch to fight for the republic. How but do his you presence up? on the branch is a very dire warning sign, and the fact that he was selected because he believes the executive branch can stand as king means he's likely to rule that way. I read a, an interview with RBG, and she said that she really likes Kavanaugh. Yes. He's an honorable person. How do we square that? She, I now, think like you and I who, who have a beer with people that but we... But she's, a, she's a person that did a lot of work for mm-hmm. feminists or women. Oh, I love her. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm just saying... I'll so, give her a kidney, Bill, the way Jackie says she'll give Floyd her cat a kidney. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. giving RBG a kidney. But how do you square the fact that, like... Because I look at him and all I see is drunk frat boy. That's all I see. I can't imagine liking him, but I think she's... she. They don't... My grandma used to say they don't make him like that anymore. And she's like of the... Yes. She's of the character that she may read something or see something, but when she sees a person, she sees a human being, and she sees them and gives them the... The chance to present who you are as a person, who you are as a father, no matter how you've been pre- presented, she knows how it works in politics. And she's probably the kind of decent human being that's going to give everyone a fair chance. And what right, she's right. saying is, in my interactions with him, he's been nothing but kind, which is, if anything, more of a defense of her impeccable integrity. Yeah, well, I, and I like to subscribe to the golden rule of you can't judge people by their worst thing that they've ever done. You can't judge them by the best thing they've ever done. It's kind of like, you know, where they are in the middle, not... You know, the, I loathe Kavanaugh, and I try. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I like that she said it, and I like the attempt. I just, I think that sometimes normalizing. You and I, for years, have talked with people on both sides of the aisle. Sure. So we had people that I've been corrected more times than I can count by highly intelligent Republicans that I respect that we just had a difference of fiscal ideology, but there was a deep level of respect. What I'm seeing with Kavanaugh and Trump is something different. Right. Well, then, like I like to have these long talks with people because 
the news is 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 entirely just a mess as far as like everything's a you know three minute segment or a thirty right. second sound bite or something like that. We can talk about stuff where you know when like I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that the whole thing is going to fall apart either. And I don't, I want to believe. Nobody wants to believe no, 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 that. I, right, I just think right. history is our best. I, I, but, I, that, but I do think that things have to get bad enough. Okay, so. We're there, Bill. We're there. I'm saying your theory was right and now we're there. If I don't know if we're there yet. a sitting I, president that has his entire family running around the globe on foreign policy using Eric Prince's mercenary instead of our military, which is a segue, I meant to side topicking back to impeachment. Our friend Lisa brought up something that you brought up to me when I first got here today, and it's an excellent point. Regarding the impeachment process itself, we're watching people that were staunch military defenders attack the military attack vinmen attack oh these yeah 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 no so those are the, the the we're at the point is what i'm saying where it's we've we've shaken it up now to where it is okay to go on national television and attack a purple heart recipient yep yep absolutely Does, so when he, you're he attacked the emperor so dear leader spoke and dear right. leader said this person is an enemy and yep. instead of adhering to any level of principle when you're attacking the decorated war heroes of your country and the military, you are at a crisis mode because who's going to protect us? And we are vulnerable right now. That's not a. That's not my opinion. Geo, from a foreign policy or national security point, we're vulnerable. We just let down our allies. We just abandoned them. Sure, so sure, we're sure. vulnerable right now. And to watch on the floor of Congress, and this wasn't just from the news outlets yeah these didn't, were, didn't Nunez these, like straight up ask him like why that, do you have the your implication uniform on? of why are you wearing a uniform was yeah, made by somebody was, else and there's too many oh, compromised sycophants to almost keep track of them but the fact that a decorated war hero was placed where his character as a fact witness and i think you touched on this earlier when i first got here i think we kind of talked out a lot of our thoughts and then got the microphones in front of us yeah, and yeah. started pontificating and side topicking the fact that they were able to do that from the floor of Congress was in itself one of the more alarming aspects. Yeah, the grant, I don't know. I've, I've watched a lot of different, you know, like the whole Benghazi thing with, with Clinton was a whole lot of grandstanding as far as like, you know, like it was, I mean, and you know, she finally got to the point at one point where it was like, does it really matter? And then that was used as a soundbite forever you know but she showed up and testified she showed up and testified want to know how we could get rid of all this that what i forget his name and i i ended up really liking him i had never heard of him have him come sit in the seat you've got who trump if he's got such a terrific case sit there on the walsh yeah you may not have liked hillary yeah you may not have liked hillary but she sat there and took it she testified under oath he could correct this tomorrow if he's so innocent sure, the fact sure. that he won't show up under oath the fact that he won't send any of his it think of his cabinet mulvaney is shutting them down Barr is obstructing them every single person involved in the scheme is shutting down congress right. he, could, he could correct this tomorrow and bring his entire team in but he Under can't. Oath, right? No, he can't because they'll, they'll, be, they'll all be perjured themselves and everything else. Right. So Hillary did show up and take the heat and yeah. testify under sure, oath. Sure. And that's where the facts get conflated, where her and, soundbite right. becomes the news. And if you want to attack the process, then, you know, that's that's a, 
like you know the secondary shitty way to try and get around if you get you know the facts and you got to attack the process but if you look at the process for the Benghazi, I mean, I remember when that was going on, and every Republican was just like, liar, liar, liar. Like, that's all they had. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, you cannot. There's too many paper trails. There's too many other witnesses and everything else that are involved in the State Department when it comes down to a situation like Benghazi. She couldn't, she, she can't just come there and lie. She can't just come there. And no, just because like, they weren't obstructing. Because they understood that Congress was a co-equal branch of but, government, but and that she was right. accountable to that. But the Republicans, or the Republicans, the Trump cultists, or the people with true Trump derangement derangement syndrome is what the what I'm what I pretty much refer to them now because they didn't make no sense to me at all. The what cult. they right? What they say is that Hillary got away with what she did because she just lied, lied, lied. And I'm sorry. The reason that Trump won't let the people that are on his staff come into that inquiry is because they cannot go in there and lie. There's too many contradicting things. These people will all go to federal prison. Sondland was their guy, and he basically just said there was a quid pro quo. Right. He 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 didn't. He, yeah. He literally said it. He said that. He verbatim. said this. Right. This is the question you keep asking, and the. I mean. He couldn't have laid it out any more clearly. And he said, and the answer is, yes, there was a quid pro quo, a quid pro pro quo. And I have had discussions since that guy, who is their guy, said exactly that. And as and I mean, and Mulvaney said it as clear as, as day. Trump said it as clear as day. The transcript says it as clear as day. And I still get Trump supporters that are like, Trump said there's no quid pro pro quo. Now, the, here's the real cute thing that, that they did, right, was the phone call after they were caught where Sondland goes, Hi, Chief, what do you want from Ukraine? The perfect call? Yes. No, no, well, the one with, no, with Sondland. The perfect call. Yeah, that was call. the perfect call later. But he called, so they Who get, among us hasn't extorted somebody and declared it perfect? But... Well, right. I'm not talking about that call. I'm talking about the I know call. both of them, but he has declared both of right. them perfect. Oh, and okay. just illustri- well, so, but the, the timeline is what matters in Sondland's phone call. Sondland's phone call was made after Trump was caught. Yes. So what he had happened was he had Sondland call him and ask him, what do you want from Ukraine, boss? And he... Trump I want walked, nothing, no quid pro quo. Yes, right, right. He said we all saw the, it in his 85 I want sharpie. no bribery, no quid pro quo. I want nothing. All I want is him to do the right thing. Click. Mom, I'm not taking a cookie. Yes, After right, you've put right. it back. It was, it was the most amazing bullshit that ever was. And every single Trumpster is like, see? And I'm like, yes. That's like I walked into my house. A guy was standing there with my TV set in his hand. I caught him. He put the TV back. Yes. No, he still was trying to steal my TV. He still goes to jail. Yeah, for- a bank robber that gets the call and being mad at the caller is a whole thing. I'm going to go back to, and I know I'm beleaguering this point, the fact about the impeachment that's the bigger problem is when you say, well, they did this soundbite about Hillary or what happened during Benghazi, the institutions themselves were never questioned at that point. So oh, if there right. was a problem well, with Congress, I never it? thought they did But how did they question the Benghazi one? But it was this all is Republicans. They, when this happened, I thought it was ridiculous, but at no point did I think Congress was not within their constitutional right to call her or to sit before them. 
they they were elected to that Congress. Absolutely. And so they had the right to call her and grill her. Yeah. And it never, now I thought it didn't look right, but it never occurred to me to think she didn't have to do it. Well, being someone that doesn't, I never liked Hillary to begin with. I never understood what the appeal was there at all. I was fine with it. And who's the who's the gout, who's the gouty or whatever whatever is the jack the guy with the jacked up hairdo? Yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen the, all the pictures of that guy put next to each other with? Well, they initially were going to have him on the legal team. He took one look at the documents and decided he doesn't want to go to prison with Cohen. Nice, nice. But so yeah, Trey Gowdy runs this whole panel up against Hillary Clinton, who comes there for it was like 18 hours of testimony or some crazy it was amount. Like, it was over 12 hours. Right, right. It was some insane amount of time that she had to have this thing go on. And it was all Republicans totally, in any way, shape, or form, they were all gunning for her. I mean, if they could have got her, they, they would have gotten yes, her. Yes, and they wrote the rules that were used in the current right. hearing. And they didn't get her. But Republicans or Trumpsters still are... They're, because of their hate for that woman... Which I don't like her, but you didn't get her. You it didn't. was tribe. Tribalism is the theme, and we touched on Putin set out to divide us, so to sow discord. If you read what happened, is to take them out from within. So when the tribalism and the hatred, their hatred of Hillary was so great that there was nothing that Trump could do that would be bad enough to be Hillary. Sure. Well, now, and if we don't want to do, and I don't want to do. I, I love this country, and I want this country to do well. Um, you know, I've done well in this country, and I and I want the system to keep going. But I wanted it to, to go in a more uh, equitable way, so that someone that's in the middle class can have a nice living. I think that if you're yeah. a person that works for a living, you should be able to at some point in your life take that European vacation. I think that you should be able to do things that are nice for yourself. I don't think that you ought to. I think the problem with the middle class today is we've been sold this bill of goods that you're supposed to work yourself till you're a crippled dead person mm-hmm. and then barely have anything at the end. We're to, indentured servants right, in America. Right. The, all of the tax burden has been shifted from like the wealthy mm-hmm. to us as far as that goes. If you look at it, they, they pay shit in taxes and we pay the bulk of everything. We're doing bottom up but being sold top down. Right, right, right. So, I mean, that's the, the, the saying that, you know, conservatives are are just fine with socialism when it's for the wealthy and corporations but it's rugged capitalism for the for the middle right. class well, the, the bailouts for the farmers are fine because dear leader has declared those tariffs well, the were bailouts needed. and the bailouts for the for the uh for the banks was perfectly fine but if someone says hey let's bail out student debt that's a big problem even then, though it could help the economy and right, studies right, show right, that right, right right to impeachment where you run into the problem is when you have an executive branch that doesn't feel they even need to answer to Congress. So taking aside the details or these amazing fact witnesses that are yes, which we lifelong need to talk about public those servants, yes, yes. these people dedicated their entire lives to being, you know, they call, they're called the deep state on alt-right media, but what would happen without them? People think right, that right, we're just right, like the right, eight people right, sitting in right. a room and we could just pull levers. This is an apparatus. Love it or not, we need these people. We are a global community, and we need these people. We need these ambassadors to work with leaders and governments. And they're required, and their expertise is vital. And they were fact witnesses. And the only reason their testimony became such a focal point 
It's because the executive branch was allowed to obstruct Congress. Sure, 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 right. In itself is a constitutional crisis. Every single person that was subpoenaed should have testified, and Pelosi should have held them all in con- inherent contempt. That is another thing that, that that's an impeachable offense. Like I, it's an obstruction of justice. They're adding I'm, it to the articles, but at this point, you're sending it over to McConnell, and I don't know quite how helpful that is. I mean, yes, he's going to have a justice overruling. You know, a justice will preside over the impeachment okay. hearing. So let's ask the question. If the if you had your druthers, you had a magic wand, and you could wave it over this impeachment hearing, what happens with the impeachment, the way that you want it to go? How does it how does it all shake out in the end? You know, a year from now, or less than a year from now, because we'll be through the election. Say eight months from now, all this is wrapped up and done. Which I hope it's done way before that. I hope it's done in the next two months. But. How does it all shake out? It goes through the Senate, everything. What happens to Trump? In my ideal world or how I think you're, it would you're, happen? No, what, if you could wish it, how would it go? Well, if I could wish it, Pelosi would have... It's a, I'd have to go back to her having filed an inquiry back when we needed it, back when Barr shut down the Mueller inquiry, and we had time to have the real dialogue we need to have and expose the corruption in the Senate and the obstruction that's happening. But since I can't have that luxury... right. I guess it's hard to say because I know what's actually going to happen, which is that McConnell's, the jurists were at Camp David this weekend being entertained and he had them for lunch. In itself, a flagrant violation of the institutions. In my ideal world, the Senate would convict him and and remove remove him and then begin an inquiry on Pence, who is all over this with Pompeo. I don't think his impeachment should have been the first impeachment. I feel Bill Barr should be impeached first. His role at DOJ is far more dangerous than this fourth-grade figurehead sitting atop the executive. Right. Well, you're head, shutting you're down head, all the you're, you're brainier than, than 90% of people I know. So you're, you're yeah, you're definitely... Nerdier would be a right. better way. You're definitely encompassing way more than I think people can even... Okay, so you know, how would grasp. I like to see it? Just, I would, just I, Trump, because, you know, like, election-wise... Well, you did ask, and that's, I, I yeah, sleep and breathe this. Um, in my ideal world, he would be removed... But in an ideal world, he wouldn't need to because if he had integrity, he would have resigned. It goes back to he can't resign because he'll be indicted. If he's if he resigns, he'd be indicted tomorrow. We should never be in a situation where the impeachment itself is a could land him in prison. And I don't mean by removal because they're separate process. Yes. From their processes from a legal perspective, if he were to be removed tomorrow, he'd be indicted. So in my ideal world, he'd be removed and indicted. I don't. Pence then would be removed and indicted, and I'm of the unpopular opinion on the left that I don't really think that Pelosi has the oath that the left wants, and I know I'm going to get scathed for this because people, her cult is just as intense as Trump's cult. When I was mad at her for her stance on this or not fighting for the republic, I met just as much... So I don't know that I would want her to be in the presidency. Oh, God, no. I, I uh, don't. And I mean, I know that... But I, I don't got, want this. I can name a couple of uh, Democrats, a little blonde one, that, you know, that hates me every time I say anything negative about a, a Democrat ever, which I say plenty negative about Democrats. My problem with Republicans is the minute you say something uh, negative about a Republican, you are the biggest Democrat ever. Um, I guess I'm a Bernie bro is what I keep, keep being called by... Uh, my, you know, democratic uh, soldiers that uh, that hate me. Um, so I guess I really, I guess to 
wrap it up. I don't yeah. have a good way to say what my ideal conclusion would be because I think we're so far gone from what I would like for the country that I and I don't have I don't see the institutions acting the way I would like. But in an ideal world, he would resign and then move on to the private sector. But I can't even create that scenario because the, I the indictment if, would get in the way. I think there's you, too many factors right. for what my him, Pollyanna outcome would ever be. I think you could get him to resign if the economy was forecast to, he can't to, resign. to crash. I, no, I mean, right, he literally, be, legally cannot resign. He's an unindicted co-conspirator in the Michael right, Cohen Right, because case. he's, you're saying because he's going to be indicted in the Southern District of New York. The only thing stopping him from being indicted is that 1973 bar memo. The memo. The memo that Barr is adhering to. So yeah. if he were to resign today, he would be indicted tomorrow. Right. There should never be where a sitting president has been protected from federal indictment. Right, right, right. No, I, I understand what you're saying. That's why, that's why he... That's why he needs to win so bad. Because doesn't the statute of limitations run out on some stuff? They're going to try and run the clock out on that, yes. Right, right, right. So he doesn't get indicted before he's not and president. So anymore. you see my frustration with Pelosi. She's known he's been an unindicted co-conspirator since the Mueller case. And that Mueller looked to her and said, the people spoke. Which brings me to when they say we're not honoring the will of the election, there was another election. 2018 happened and the people spoke and by the way elections matter for somebody who's worried about the country we wouldn't know any of this if we didn't take the house back right right right. none right, of right, this right. would be out well, there to everybody also, that worked harder voted now, now, made the, a we were talking about the nixon thing and and now you know there's a uh, matt tahibi you know who that is taibi taibi from the Rolling one that stone? i used to love that i'm mad at now. oh I, yes. I don't know i love him still i i read his stuff on rolling stone i was a fan and, for years and yeah years. I, I think he's terrific uh, he was just on Rogan, and he was explaining, like, since he's come into the journalist, you know, industry, how much it's changed as far mm -hmm. as everything now is just click-based. And the very first thing that the big journalist houses got rid of was investigative reporting. Right. So, like, the, what was it, the Washington Post did that whatever it was, like three or four months ago, that huge deep dive into Donald Trump's finances mm -hmm. and everything else, and it was like, no one gave a shit. It was in the news cycle for like 10 days, and then it was gone. The people that ran news got just as many many clicks from like, you know, Sharknado or some shit thing that they just... Beyonce bought her baby a new ring would have more clicks than a sitting president raped somebody. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, the, the and they had like some 30 journalists like digging deep into his finances and everything else they found all kinds of shit that would should be super super alarming as far as you know uh people from the uh sheiks and stuff in the middle east and uh russian oligarchs paying five times for a condo what it costs and stuff like that yes. just pretty much laundering money into this fucking criminal there is the root of what's but, happening but what i'm saying is 30 journalists they paid they spent tens of thousands of dollars to do this and they could have just pulled something off of the wire and plugged it in and got more clicks than well, they yeah, would have gotten the fourth estate is one of the biggest victims of the entire right. thing but so so but that's a stupid problem we have in this country because it's the banning chaos theory though right, we are people inundated. care more about beyonce's baby than they do about yes. the republic consumer culture is its own topic but banning chaos theory is proving real in real time you have while he was just recently more credible rape accusations he just settled a two million dollar settlement for fraud 
for defrauding veterans. Veterans charity through right. his right. Trump now, Foundation. And this is this is another thing that like the Trumpsters want to ignore. Um, they just they, they, I don't know, they just plug both ears and la 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 through it. The whistle past the graveyard. However, however it works, but you cannot say that this guy's for the military when he literally stole millions of dollars stole from, them. from people that were injured. And that's this fraud case. Don't forget he settled the $25 million Trump University. Trump University fraud case. Right. He is, he is, War he widows is, right. were, the, were the victims last time. He has been convicted. This is not uh, fake news. It's not no. hearsay. It's, it's not documents. It's not alleged. It's He's convicted, so like you know, there's when the legal news, writs that right, you can. But when, the, when 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 there's a guy in the news and they suspect that he killed his wife, he allegedly killed his wife. Once they convict him and they talk about him again, he killed his wife. There's no allegedly anymore. Well, that's where we're at with this because right. part of the settlement was that they had to admit they mishandled the funds. Sure. Now we are sure. so mired in impeachment news and what you were saying about investigating. There's so much. So, to but keep yeah, track back of. to back to that. So, okay, during the Woodward and Bernstein is who broke the uh, Watergate mm-hmm. situation, and in the very beginning, people were like, "That's not going to be a story." The Post, the movie, The Post, they were like, oh, I love "Should we run this stuff?" And they they weren't even going to run it to begin with or anything like that. But so so, anyways, we had back then investigative reporters. They're all gone now. The well, very, facts went away, and well, the, the very next thing that TV said, right, them on the way out. The very next thing that TV said that they got rid of on the payroll because they couldn't afford them anymore was all the fact checkers. So now, when you're a journalist, you're not submitting your story into the fact checkers right. to make sure that everything's all right. It's it's judged on a click basis whether it's going to get clicks or not, right. and that's it. Now that's a terrible, terrible thing as far as our government goes and as far as our because a free press is is essential to our i mean literally a free press is in our constitution and that's people that were like way back when a guy was you know running around on a pony to deliver the you know the, the the mail to whatever was going you know to get you the news as far as that goes but they knew the essential need for a free press a check and, on power right and it's all going to profit now not to sound like the socialist that I'm always can you know told I am, but there are certain things that we should have that should not be on a profit motive. The news should be one of them. We have the technology to put non-profit news in everybody's home. Now, how do you get them to watch it? Well, first, access journalism is going to be written. I want. As I said, I've had my silver lining moment of realizing we're learning what we did because people showed up and they voted. And yes, we are hearing an election and there is an impeachment. The silver lining with that is side topicing to what you're saying, and I'm kind of pontificating again. So go ahead, Bill. No, 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 no. I was going to pontificate for five minutes and yeah. I caught myself. No, you can't. By all means, that, that's what we're here for. But so, but, okay, so I don't. I, You're saying how to get the journalists into the home and how to get them to see it, right? right? When facts are gone. But no one's tuning into the news anymore to hear the facts. They're tuning in to hear what they think repeated back to them. Because facts were removed from the dialogue. We touched on this last right. time, and that's where I was fearing I, think, I was going to start pontificating I think, there's, pontificating almost a, on I think there's almost a 
Like, uh, they got to get that main line. Like, a guy who, if you take a guy who's a um, super, super Fox News watcher and he goes on a 10-day vacation somewhere where there's no TV and he can't watch his Fox News, I guarantee you the first thing that guy does when he gets home is he looks for the most He's probably listening to like Mark Levin or something like that on his radio on the way home. So he can, he's, I think there's like actually like an addiction, a little need for that. You got to give me that main line. And it's prevalent on both sides, which would actually validate your initial point that I disagreed with where I would back you up on part of it is both sides of the aisle just want to be validated. They want to be yes, reassured right, that their right. myopic I don't view want is to correct. Be validated. I don't either. I like right. being challenged. I've been proven wrong many right, times. Right, right. I'd like to be wrong, and I'd also like to... All I want to know is... So I, I become more of a left-winger on social media because, sorry to say, there's more bullshit on the right. So when I see that it's bullshit, and it's like some of it's just a 30-second Google search can find you the answer to what you're talking about, and you won't do it. When you're a, you know, I, don't, I, I use the wrong words. I don't want to say conservative because these people are not conservatives. The, the, the and that's what like, Trump has been so beautiful about. It's exposed all of the bullshit. Christians aren't Christians. So that, that's all bullshit. Like, you got to be kidding me. If you've got 98% of the white angelical vote, sorry, you white angelicals, you're not Christians because this guy, raw dogs, porn stars, cheats on wives who just had babies. He cheats on every single wife he's ever had. He's cheated tons of families out of a living as far as like not paying them. He's been su- He's the most despicable human being that's ever held the presidency. Well, like, Bill. and I'm not saying this because I don't like him. Pull up court cases. This guy, the, everything, everything that you have to say about Donald Trump is generally wrong. That he's, I love the one where he's never been called a racist before. Bullshit. His father was convicted of only renting, only but only renting apartments to white people. Well, we can't forget, though, in fairness, that he did serve honorably in the Battle of Studio Fifty Four. Yes, right. Where he avoided STDs like a true Vietnam vet that he is, and he actually had the lack of integrity to go on television and what foot kept him out of that war. But we can laugh at how ridiculous the hypocrisy is and know that, because I know people that, while I am a secular person, I know people that are devout and they adhere to their Christian faith and they are probably the most beautiful embodiment of it. We can see the hypocrisy. But when you have somebody like Rick Perry go on Fox News and say, God chose a flawed vessel, but oh, I this know, is I know. his they work. These are King the words David, uh, of authoritarian DPRK, where once the facts have become so problematic to dear leaders' dialogue, now you have now you've been an ordained deity that is never to be questioned. You're demagog- they're demagoguing us. And with the impeachment, what you're saying is the Fox coverage of it, which is dear leaders' coverage, which means why is anybody questioning dear leader? He already told them no. Look at this traitor with the purple heart. Dear leader doesn't agree with him. And then you have the fact-based coverage of impeachment. Now, do you think, okay, so do you think there's any part of this that is, so I don't want to give anyone on the left a pass because they're, they're just as fucking guilty. I'm sorry, but there are people that are foot soldiers for the Democratic Party that drive me absolutely nuts. It, it makes me crazy. Like, listen, we're in the primary season right now, and I see all these posts all the time from Democrats that are like, you've got to stop fight. 
No, this is the fight. This is where we hammer out who we're going to put out in front. So this is where we fight. This is the part where we fight. And then we find out who's got the guts to go do the thing. So, and I'm sorry, if you look at the polls right now, they just put out the, uh, Nate Silver just put out his poll. And I think that, like, Biden's polling at like 26 or 24 percent. And then the next two are like 19 and 20, which are Warren and Sanders right, right. right behind him. But like if if you have some imagination, like if, if, you, if a Democrat is out there thinking that bumbling Bo- Joe Biden, who's talking about listening to the radio or the record player and like the gateway drugs, the, the gateway drugs. I mean, he couldn't do more wrong is going to somehow come out of this thing where everybody's got the kid gloves on and go against Donald Trump. You're a fool. You're a complete, you're a maniac that you think that this guy's going to gonna gonna do this. And then you also have to look at the look at the rest of the people down the line there. If you take the 20 and 19% that you've got the two progressive supposed to be progressive candidates on there, right? And if Warren drops out or Sanders drops out, Biden's not getting those votes. They're not they're not voting for Biden now because they know who Biden is. They're voting for one of these progressive candidates because they're a progressive. So when one of those drops out, who gets it? If Sanders drops out, Warren gets Sanders' supporters. Well, in an ideal world, they'd unify. But you and I are both having, we're having a lot of, we've been known to do this over the years, but tonight we're having a great deal amount where we disagree on. Right. I normally love a robust primary. I think of it as sport. I think yeah. it's, I think you're correct. I think it's when you sort it all out. And if you can't be engaged in primary behavior, you have no, you really don't have a role engaging in political discourse. Where I'm running into the problem is I see a direct threat to the republic and I see a demagogue, authoritarian cementing power and abusing every single institution and there's no one other than Gabbard on the stage. I think that's your best asset. But there's nobody, not not when authoritarianism cements because there won't be free and fair elections to have a primary for. And they're look at look no, those at Berlusconi. Aren't look those at, aren't free and fair anyway. We found that out last let's time. Say, that's however, a club. I I get all that's a side topic, and I think there are very fair points to be made there. But if the concept of a democratic republic or a constitutional republic is no longer thriving, it's irrelevant whether you like Biden or I like Warren or you like whoever Sanders we like. Right. We're progressives. You know who we like. Sure. But to me, right now, I feel like everyone should go on that stage and say, other than Tulsi, I would support anyone up there robustly. And I think they should all just look at the American people and say, we have a bigger threat. And it almost feels pedantic and self-focused to be having this conversation when we can unite and present a case to save the country, that we're fighting for our institutions, we're fighting for free and fair elections themselves. But how how do you, you can't get there now when we have a primary. But I think... So everyone should just fall off to the side? What I'm saying is, one of the problems that got us here is everybody is treating this like business as usual. Oh, what's going to happen in the House? Pelosi has an Epstein problem in her party. When you say you don't cater to parties, neither do I. We call it as we see it. They both, and I know I'm repeating this because it couldn't be more vital, the Epstein problem is what's literally collapsing the republic because nobody's acting in no, honor explain of Explain the Epstein own. problem because I, I think that there's people out there that believe that our, there's people out there that believe our entire government 
mostly Democrats, are are sex ring pedophile people and that Epstein ran this thing. I don't think that's what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about the fact that he was he was known he worked within the Saudi Arabian infrastructure, the Israel infrastructure, and with the Putin infrastructure, the oligarch, the, like the global kleptocracy, I suppose you could call it. You know what honeypots are? They're basically traps that they use to get caught yeah, 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 on yeah, yeah. people. Right, 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 right. So, so Epstein. Okay, the Epstein thing. Like I said, I want to have a. I Bill have Barr's a, dad right. got him his first job. I want to have a full podcast. But listen, on it ties in, and I know it sounds like I'm right, just but side so, like I, so I, I've gone out with homeless people, and we've like brought up the Epstein thing, and they know the silly ass Epstein didn't kill himself memes. But they don't know shit about this guy. Like no one knows where this guy got his money. There's somebody no. who gave him a seventy million dollar penthouse in New York City, gave right. it to him. And those to me are still side topics. What but I I'm mean saying by that's the all Epstein problem, stuff is what I'm saying. Let's say that Epstein was A, B, C, or D. You can insert any topic. It doesn't Americans love a sex scandal, so that's why this is going it, when you bring it up it becomes about that. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, I right, mean right, is right. both parties are compromised and paralyzed and they're not honoring their they're not honoring their constitutional oaths. Because you have Pelosi who has a problem with the D triple C. How many people are in the Epstein Black Book? I don't care what the topic is. Let's say it was corruption and not a sex scandal. No, 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 right, right. but the sex scandal is and what the sells GOP the news. And the GOP is now That's what gets in, the, in the book. And so what you have is two parties that should be fighting for the republic and the rule of law that are not acting in the best faith of the nation. They're acting in the best faith, the best faith of their tribal group. Right. And she's protecting the DCCC, and they're protecting the RNC. And both parties have an Epstein problem. Both parties are all over the black book. Absolutely. We should and unite I, I, over I this. would say that I'm, I would be, uh, I'm not even a conspiracy theory guy, but I would be easier to believe that Epstein is a CIA operative, that his job was to get, do you know that Epstein had 15 meetings with Bill Gates? Well, Epstein was entrenched in the academia culture. I don't know that I would go into a conspiracy theory. I mean, I'd have to see anything. No, no, but what I'm saying is is that I believe his job was to get dirt on all of these It was, but not for the CIA. He was doing it for a global right. crime syndicate. Okay. Israel was one of his funders. People always make it, when you say the Russia thing, they think that I'm saying that Russia is unilaterally acting to take out the country. We have Saudi Arabia, I mean, 9-11. We know how they feel about us. We're over there right now with Jared Kushner selling them arms and negotiating. The Epstein thing is basically, how can we collapse the United States government? And it ties into the impeachment inquiry because you can't act to save the country or impeach or act in good faith or move on bar if your own party has an Epstein problem. So you have two sides of an aisle that are complicit in this Epstein scandal. But, I mean, wasn't the Epstein problem wiped out when they killed that guy well they would love to think so and i'm pretty sure both parties were not sad when he was gone no because they both have i can't even imagine how many members but provable members are in the dozens on either side of the aisle so in a in a working institution you would be presented a set of facts those facts would go to congress the congress could count on the judiciary to back up their power we're not seeing anything happening or the institutions functioning because every single person there See, is now, wired and compromised. Right, right, you're hurting the you're hurting the popularity of this story though, because the popularity of this story stems from both sides believe 
that only the other side has an Epstein problem. That's what I'm saying, right. and that's what right. the beauty but of I it mean, is. I mean, the public, the general public, like, I have some real moron friends on Facebook who just keep posting that, like, Hillary Clinton killed Epstein. Listen, Epstein had dirt on far more powerful people, far more dangerous people than the Clintons ever were. Now, I know Hillary's killed 75 people that suicided themselves. It's a funny joke. I like to laugh at it. But she's a grandma in a pantsuit. She's probably like got some dirt on her somewhere, but she did not Well, her kill. husband has dirt on him in the Epstein scandal, but she's certainly right. not involved. I don't know how any of that would work, but you look in England where you have that prince has an Epstein problem. Every country has an Epstein problem, and Americans right, he just, he just, like he making did, it I mean, about America. That prince like just kind of like backed away from me. Well, he's he like, a, yeah. He oh. made a huge fool out of himself. Oh, yes, and yes, I mean, it's pretty yes, obvious. Right, he right. had... The Epstein but problem the Epstein isn't thing, an American I'm problem. I'm glad you paid attention to this because it's so much. I could I, When I started to actually, by all means, look into it because it's so much fun. That, like it, there, I'm finding it less fun, but well, I get it. <laughs> you know, I mean, whenever I find something that's interesting and like, oh, my God, really, I, for me, that's fun. It's like it's like uncovering oh, truth. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, right, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. It's fun. It's it's awful. It's very disturbing as far as like holy shit, they fucking killed this guy. Like this is a guy who tr- supposedly tried to kill himself the first time. Then they turned the cameras off so he could get it done. Set like they like, weren't security guards. These were people. One of them was a librarian in the prison. And the problem with the GOP talking point on Epstein, and again, I think both parties are complicit on Epstein. It's freezing our republic. It's the reason I don't know if we're going to be okay because they're all mired in the scandal of not wanting to take out their own party to survive the next chapter. Barr's dad got Epstein his first job at a college. Barr runs the DOJ. Okay, so what Epstein was in federal prison when he died. Let's just go to what happens if okay, we don't survive, the republic doesn't survive. I have what We'd have it, to what look to look other like countries here in the that of the... went from democracy to authoritarianism and history has a has a playbook for us of what we can do. I don't want to think what if. I want to. I want it to survive. Right, but I mean, what what are you saying that the end result is authoritarianism? And, and then what? I mean, what, what what are our lives look like? Well, look at any fascist country. There's um, your media consumption, so the ability to vote. You oh, yeah, could, yeah, but right. I mean, obviously, it's fixed. Putin no, just the has the bags yeah, of the right, votes, right, right, and right. I mean, they just do it right on TV. So state. I love that he gets like you know ninety percent and stuff like that. State run like, television. Right. Our ability to be on the internet will be limited. You're seeing limitations on free speech. Uh, some, some podcast, I can't come up with his name, which would have been nice had I put some research into this, just mentioned that he was uncomfortable with the scandal and his entire show was shut down. So you're seeing these journalists are getting stopped at the border and having podcast, their phones searched. I wish you would have known because I would have looked into that one. Look into it and I'm the happy podcast, to... The podcast thing, the reason I like it is it's the wild fucking west. I mean, until I can say whatever the hell I want to say. Until when fascism sets in, you the, the freedoms of speech, the fourth estate, the things that are the fundamentals of a thriving democracy are removed. Sure. And when you're seeing... He runs a podcast and he's on a news show. When you're seeing people that are dissenting shut down and you're seeing journalists being stopped, you're seeing a cementing into authoritarianism. The impeachment, the hearing we watched was watching chapter eight of fascism installation. So you have a complicit. We're we're coming from the left. 
How do you but I feel? Don't see how do you feel about coming from the left? I know society sees me right. As well, from I guess the left. I should have done air quotes for that, but because um, I don't think I am either. But I think we're both very tough on both parties. I'm very disgusted with it's right. so. Un- if right. anyone knew my, how much of a difficult time I get for being mad at Pelosi for using hiding the dirt within her party while the country desecrates right then they then they come at you with your it's the lesser they they make you fear monger into if it's not pelosi then it's mitch mcconnell or you know it's the other side that's going to be there demagoguery demagoguery right so but but um you know the my situation is we're, we're coming from that way how do you feel about people like uh Ben Shapiro and uh, like you know like I don't think that those I, I think it's counterproductive even for for a uh, bunch of empaths to want to shut down the speech of even the most you know tyrannical shitheads that are out there the the Alex Joneses of the world and stuff Thank like that. Thank you for bringing this up. I think they're entitled to say whatever they want. I loathe Ben Shapiro and I hate that he's taken seriously, but we have a problem where people don't understand news. That segues into, if anyone told me Sasha Cohen, Baron, Ali G, which I used to love that show. Oh, he's fucking would brilliant. Would have given though. the best speech I yep. have ever but seen in my life. so smart. He brought up, it's not that you can't have the ability to have free speech as an alt-right person. It's that you have to understand the platform. So when Zucker is using his platform to disseminate anti-Semitism and blatant lies, the best line he said was, Zucker would have taken a paid ad from Hitler. And that's proven true. Oh, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. If it's paid, They, they are now it. asserting. So it's one thing to have free speech. It's another thing to say, I can control all of social media and all the information that's not free speech that's private corporation if you have a cable network you're monitored so they're conflating the ability to have free speech with the ability to disseminate it the way you see fit that right. nobody right. should be as powerful as zuckerberg is oh right no, right now no, i and like warren would like to break them up and, and stuff like that which i don't understand that that network is a weird thing it's a web of all kinds of people that are like connecting that way right 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 well so but you know in in that situation with i believe that 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 someone like zuckerberg has a distinct responsibility to put make sure that facts are what's put out there and if it's not factual remove it now for a little tiny bit facebook was doing a thing and i think it's going away where you would see some outlandish story put up by like you know uh, PatriotFire.com, and it's you know some jackass right. right-wing website talking about Hillary, Hillary Clinton's PizzaGate, and then right below it on the newsfeed there'd be two fact checks saying this story. Yeah, is no, they decided. Zuck's basic premise right now is that he doesn't have to do that. You're seeing somebody that has a platform that is so far-reaching that is actually desecrating democracy, arguing that it's in the essence of free speech. He's decided that. Political ads do not have to be factual. Well, he's decided that, but did you see that the I get a that lot of people working under him, placate people. right? But a lot of people working under him signed a big thing saying we think you're taking the wrong position. Oh, on this. that's just the beginning of the movement. I think people are just now starting with the Cambridge Analytica and the Roger Stone trial and the Guccifer 2.0 to understand the danger of the platform. Yes, we want to see cute baby photos, and we want somebody we went to high school with to know that our son's on the honor roll. And those are great things, and in reality, I miss them, but not to the point where my country is worth saying, this 
billionaire is able to have the power to determine who wins elections. He met with Trump right after his trial that just came out. Mm. So he should not, as an unchecked source of one of the most widely disseminated, I would say propaganda platforms in history, have no regulations. Now, what do you say about like, okay, so a lot of right wing and alt right and all that, they claim all of those platforms are like somehow slanted against them. And like, I have. And the irony is that's actually who's funding the propaganda network. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I think that's part of the, you know, um, cult mannerism where it's like. I have the truth and then the powers that be won't let you see the truth sort of a thing. So they have to they have to always act like they're the oppressed. And I used to entertain that. And like I said, we I grew up with people and you did too that are I would call them old school conservatives and I would lovely people I would have dinner with and debate them any day. What I won't do is cater to somebody that's telling me that Ben Shapiro, my God, what a loathsome human being, that he should somehow be equ- equivalent to the Rachel Maddows of the world, or I have to placate them and explain no, but they why don't, they don't, they believe even further than that. They believe that because Rachel Maddow is the mainstream media, and then they have to go on a website to find Ben Shapiro, that because they had to dig a little bit to find it, he's the true And dirt. you know where we run into that? It goes into why Hannity is an opinion show and why the Fairness Doctrine needs to come back for Fox News. The reason you have to go online to find somebody like that is the FEC and the uh, fairness doctrine and journalistic integrity standards require that there be fact-checking and basis. So when you find these fringe outlets, it's because they need to disseminate their free speech, of which they are entitled, another unpopular opinion. I believe everyone is entitled to that free yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that if you give someone enough rope to hang themselves with, as far as, like, give them all the, like, it, I think the general public would sit down and listen to if they if they were supposed to, you know, or had to listen to a Ben Shapiro speech, I think the general public would walk away thinking, "Oh wait, I'm supposed to hate homosexuals. I'm supposed to hate millennials. I'm supposed to hate like right. there's all kinds of like if you listen to Ben Shapiro, he he has a lot of things that is like you're the, who you're supposed to dislike sort of it's a situation. It's a hate platform for it, Jesus. It, it, right, right for Jesus. Right. Well, I'm kidding. I'm he's being Jewish, being, isn't he? I'm being facetious. Right. Uh, but. So, you know, I don't, it's like, uh, the, the, to me, the old one of that was the, uh, those uh, bullshit uh, Atlas Shrugged uh, books. Anne Randian. The Anne Randian bullshit, where it's like, listen, you're telling me that if we tax these wealthy people too much, they will, because the Atlas Shrugged thing is, is some fucking cockamamie theory that some guy that this system is working out so wonderfully that he's got millions and millions of dollars every year he's earning will just someday set the earth down because he's being taxed too much. So Atlas shrugged. He's no longer holding Anne up. And Rand died penniless and on government support. Right, right, right. Well, so I think that we have a... I, I, like, I like Andrew Yang because he you know comes on to the debate with a stick pin that says math. Because I think we have a math problem in this country. I think we, we have a problem with people who can't do math, can't do basic math. and uh, Myself included. Right. But, I mean, if somebody earns $5 million in one year, right, and we're not talking about that that's not insane. Like, I mean, there's there are health care insurance 
CEOs that earn $89 million in one year. As a bonus, oftentimes. Right, but I'm just saying that, so, you know, that's like, that's, you know, if a person makes $52 million a year, that means every Friday there's a million dollars there. Right, but the wealth disparity thing is another well, you know fast Friday. Do you know how fast Friday gets here when you're a millionaire? Right. Well, <laughs> and you don't even think about it because you live in such a different world, and I think that the average American can't even relate to that. Though. Right, so you just take it down to $5 million a year, and that means that there's not a million dollars every Friday. There's half, or there's there's a tenth of there's There's $100,000 every Friday. And fair warning, Bill, when you say the world is bad at math or our nation is bad yeah. at math, I don't know if you watch the show Scrubs, but they have a thing where if you want women, it's a very misogynist joke, but I think it's funny. If you want to distract women or the men while they're talking, say shoe shopping. Okay. If you want me to zone out, start throwing numbers right. out okay. there, right. I'm, this is where I'm the textbook fake blonde. As soon as you throw math at me, I could go all day long about the government, but the minute you throw numbers out there, I'm going, wait a minute, math, $5, $10. The, my short point is that most of my friends don't make $100,000 in a year. Like if I averaged all my friends, I know, I know I've know, i got some that do, but if I averaged everybody out, I, I guarantee you it does not average $100,000 in a full 365-day year. And a guy that makes $5 million a year in seven days makes $100,000. Right. So like, if you're feeling sorry at any point for a person who's making just $5 million a year, you need to reevaluate your your priorities because, like, you're feeling sorry for someone who makes more than they my average friend does in seven days. In a that was year. the genius of the oligarchy and the kleptocracy, and Fox News was their vessel. They're picking on the millionaires. It did was you a see, brilliant. Did you see who was the billionaire who got on? He was like on sixty minutes or twenty twenty, and he's like started to cry. No, but I, I'm Elizabeth, playing the violin. While Elizabeth you. Warren was, and he's a billionaire. And he's like, she's like, oh, you seem upset. And he's like, well, I care. And I'm like, oh, my God. Listen, okay, we just talked about a guy making $5 million a year. Now, please understand that a billion dollars, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to whoever's in the audience. A billion dollars is $1,000 million. Is that a bazillion? Right, right. But if you make a billion dollars in one year, just one billion, and Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos made eleven point two billion last year. The yacht year. class, right? But if you make a billion dollars in one year, like you have money that is, you have displayed a level of greed that is beyond yeah. what, like, and, and on I, our backs. Like it's not just that you have it, but it's wealth that you've obtained on the backs of the rest of us because your workers are using. Yes the healthcare system and they're using snap your cards wealth, and they're being underpaid and that's a whole but, but, other but that's a whole other thing the, your your employees all learn how to read write and do math oh, it's public, all tied into but from public math. schools that we pay for right. and that Jeff Bezos paid nothing for nothing could not agree more the Listen, billionaire class is how we got so, here. right saying saying that a billionaire I, I, the, I, I was my I, my like hair starts on fire when I get someone that says I don't understand why you think a billionaire should pay more taxes than you. They're just a person like you. They're first. They're not just a person like me. They're a completely different thing. That Mark Cuban was on that uh, explained on Netflix, and he's like, you know what the worst thing about being a billionaire is? Is absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. If I want anything, I want I can have it tomorrow. Anything that I want I can have in a minute. Everything, I, everything is wonderful as a billionaire. There's nothing that's bad about it, and. When I say 
that we should, I don't think we should live in a society that there are billionaires. I don't. I agree with I, that. I think that they should not exist. And, I, and I'm not saying in any, because I'm the, I, I believe in the opposite of Atlas Shrugged. I believe that the harder you make it on someone who, who's trying to be a billionaire, the harder they'll try to be a billionaire. Like right. they'll just—we're not keep, making it hard on them. We're handing them. Oh no, we're making class. it insanely easy for them. We're paying more as a middle right. class, right? Have you ever? Have you ever? Do you got Netflix? Yeah. Okay. So, did you ever watch Explained? Mm-mm. Okay, check that out. They there's an episode that's explaining billionaires, and that's the one where Cubans like absolutely nothing, and they have financial analysts on there, and they're like, listen, it is very difficult to turn a hundred dollars into $110. It is inevitable, not even easy, it's inevitable to turn $100 million. Yep, $100 million into $110 million. Especially when you have a Twitter account that can dictate the market, but that's a... Oh, yeah, yes, right. That's a separate topic, but you can't do that. Right, and he does, he manipulates. That should be illegal. Elizabeth Warren thing, and again, I'm not doing the primary thing, but I think you know if I were to choose, the fact that every billionaire wants to take her out and that the DNC is getting checks for a million dollars with an addendum right. that says, unless Elizabeth Warren wins. Meaning, you can have my money if you'll give me a candidate that will tax me less than the middle class. Yeah. I know how we can fix it. We could go back to the Reagan tax base. Because as Reagan Republicans, they're all going to embrace that tax bracket, no. right, Bill? No. They would consider that ultra-liberal sociopathy. Well, but you got to put that into the frame of that Reagan was working towards where we're at now. He's what part, I'm he's, saying is, I'll tomorrow settle for Reagan's tax base, which yes, at the time looked right. draconian. Yes, but there is not a single person in the Grover Norquist tax pledge, which means they can't even run in the party unless they sign this. Yeah, that would agree to the Reagan tax base. No, 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 not at all. Right, because and I think people don't realize. Uh, I think that they they feel like. I know they all feel like they're getting screwed, and they are. The problem is they've never taken the blinders off to look behind them to see who's screwing them. And it's it's the wealthy class. There's a war going on, and we're losing it because half of the soldiers are actually fighting for the wrong side. We've got this... On both sides. The yacht class is both parties. Yes, They all absolutely. meet on yachts. Oh, yeah, right. Do not think I was talking about Democrats and Republicans. I'm saying that they both are no, doing right. this, and no, the beauty of no, it is keeping right. us mad yes. at each other, and people go anybody, on Anybody who is a dyed-in-the-wool, like, blindly following the Democratic Party is just as guilty as someone blindly following, following the Republican Party, for sure. But, the, so the situation is this. If you look at, and people never look back at it, now, we have what was what what's called an effective tax rate mm-hmm. and what's called the actual tax rate. Right. Now, if you're wealthy, the actual tax rate at one time was 92%. Now, nobody paid that. We, we understand that. But what we're saying is that, and, and okay, there's so much to, this is why podcasts are awesome. Let's We're, we slow I down. almost called this Laura right. and Bill almost talked about impeachment. Right, right. I know we, we got so fucking off of it. So <laughs> I, I want to get back to it. But so I, I need to explain, and this is why I like a podcast. First off, if someone says there's a ninety-two percent tax bracket, that does not mean in any way, shape, or form that if a guy earns a hundred million dollars a year, he only gets to keep eight million dollars of it. That means that when he makes the 101st million dollars, 
That million there gets taxed at 92%. And that's his starting off, jumping off point that he gets to start taking his loopholes from that point. So, you know, essentially for you to get to the 92% tax bracket, you got to keep all kinds of money all the way up until you got there as far as that goes. So like, you know, your first $24,000 that everybody's first $24,000 that they earn right now is tax free. But it goes beyond even just their basic individual tax base because they're all getting corporate welfare and subsidies that are far greater than anything the average American would use in terms of subsidies. There's, no, it's such a complex dialogue that it would require its own three-hour conversation to discuss the yacht class and how both parties enable the oligarchy. I, I, what I need to do is bring an accountant in and actually sit down and go through how taxes work. Because somebody hears... 92% tax rate, and they're like, are you out of your mind? They'll all leave the I get US. that they don't understand it. They don't understand how it works. Because it's not 92%. It's 92% on earnings over this fantastic amount that he's already earned. What I'm saying is they're tricking us fundamentally that we're even having the debate concerned about the billionaires. The entire premise of the debate should be about the middle class and how to make that robust because that's how societies flourish, economies flourish, right, and right. flourish so, and democracies yeah. do. And they keep us in the weeds on these topics that are ultimately important to them but don't affect the rest of us. The stock market, the wealth tax, the death tax. It was a beautiful genius concept. So none of that really affects the rest of us. But if we debate it for three hours, I know, they're, I know. In, they're in the background I love people going, that have a negative net worth that are really upset about the inheritance tax. Right, because it's so profoundly affecting them. It, well, it, it, they, they, they'll go into, like, principle. Like, why should... And I can... I, I have an it argument. It was sold to them that way. The propaganda networks made them believe one day they're going to have that. Well, even if, they, even if they don't think that they could one day be that... They have a principled thing saying that guy earned that money. And I'm telling you, he probably didn't earn that money. And if you watch the Netflix thing explained, they'll explain to you that $100 million inevitably is going to be $110 million in a year. Like, that's going to happen. That's not a thing that you can... Sound economic principle. Right. So, most likely... This guy didn't earn that money. Most likely, he inherited that money, mm-hmm. and then he, that money just turned into more money. Like, like in this country, if you took a steel vault and you put $100 million in it, locked the door, and you just came back two years later, there'd be $120 million in there. Like, that's how bad it is in this country, and they don't seem to understand that. I, there's a correlation that a certain segment of the population makes with wealth that that is correlated with intelligence. Like, there's people that have said to me, oh, right, Donald Trump's a billionaire, but he's stupid. Right. Yeah, I know plenty of people that are, I consider to be dumb people that are that make a fine, fine living. They make a lot of money. I do, and I know plenty of people, historically, we know plenty of people that were fucking geniuses yes. that died broke. Or don't care about that concept. No, the guy, who, the guy who invented penicillin gave it away. That's right. not a God dumb forbid man. there's a philanthropic or community concern or concern about your fellow human. Right. The secular people, the ones out there trying to feed and clothe the human beings that the Christians are saying it's not their job to do. All right, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna veer this back into impeachment because what we what I do here is we start talking about impeachment. I get people who want to hear about impeachment mm-hmm. on, and then I rope them into that whole middle section of just like you know wealth inequality and then. But uh, it is tied in. Right, in no, it's fairness, all tied in. Right. It is all tied in because anyway, like, but, 
The two parties are basically mired in tribalism, protecting their own and protecting their own kleptocratic rule, I suppose you could call it, because both sides of the aisle are in the yacht class. Well, in the impeachment situation... And it's interfering with their ability to conduct a proper impeachment. Yes, because in the impeachment thing, a lot of the Republicans that are walking in lockstep are more afraid of personally losing their job come the next election because they went up against the emperor. They went See, up against and I don't the, think that's what it is. I think that they have compromise on them, and I think they're co-conspirators. Several of them were overseas. They have... This is so entrenched that if... And I did have the sliver of hope reminding myself that we only know all of this because people showed up, and that's why we have the impeachment to begin with. Now, weren't you pleasantly surprised at the people that showed up? Yes, and I think people... I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he's going to testify. Well, I think what happened there is they were so shot. Well, first of all, they were under subpoena. The average American diplomatic patriot civil servant respects a subpoena the way the White House should have known they should. Right. So they're all there as government servants, and the saddest part of it is they became pilloried and they became the foil. So Vidman's the foil because they don't have a fact witness. Oh, my God, and the Vidman thing. So the Vidman thing, if you watch that, like, he geniusly went right around the, like, eight-foot-tall guy. Who was the eight-foot, like... You, the one guy that testified with the glasses and the trench coat, and he's like eight feet tall. Uh, You'd have to, I don't have. He testified next to. Uh, oh God, what was that? I, 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 I think I know who you're talking about. I wrote down their names, but uh, so he testified. Um, he he pretty much okay. So Vidman went around his the very next guy that was that was in charge. No, it wasn't Volker. No. Um, but the very next guy that was in charge right above Vidman that he was supposed to go to, he went. Vidman went to the lawyers and said, here, because the guy in the trench coat would have killed it. He would have got it and just Eisenman? said... I'm not sure. He's dark-haired. That's White of, House Legal Counsel, OLC, I think, in terms of... N- for the NSC. Okay, so, but he was... He's got... I would say he looks like Stephen Colbert. Right? I know exactly who you're talking right, about, right. but I think... Th- there's so many players in it, it's hard to... But, so there was a big thing about why did Vidman go around it, and then the very next day, that guy was in there, and you're like, oh, that's why he went around it, because this is a guy that was, like, flat out... So, so okay, so the job of somebody who's testifying in these inquiries is to present the facts. As fact to, witness. Right, your fact witness, what happened today. When a... Cop pulls you over, or when you when you get an accident and someone dies, the cop doesn't go, "You're guilty of manslaughter," or "You're guilty of murder in the second degree." That's not what they say. They they give you a ticket for failing to avoid an accident, and then the court decides what you're guilty of. That sort of a situation. So this guy got in there though, and when he was talking, he was like, "I believe." Whoa, no one's asking you. The, the Republican let him go. That what was going on with the Ukraine call was wrong, but I didn't believe it rise to the level of impeachment. Well, that's going to be their entire defense, right. which I will never understand. Basically, nothing would rise but to that But needless to say, the guy that Vidman went around was obviously a full Trumpster as far as, like, you know, he's, he's giving He was in opinion. on the, the yes. shakedown. He's given opinion of what he thinks that Donald Trump did, and no one's asking you for that. You're a fact witness as to what happened. Right. The, the people who decide 
what goes on is going to be the House as far as are they going to impeach him or not, how are they going to vote. After are the, they going to write articles of impeachment, which they're writing? They're writing, speak. right, right, right. So, but the the testimony, I I found it, I, I, it's, maybe it's just I'm getting old, but I found it super, super interesting as far as the, the testimony went. Like I was, I literally watched every minute that I could possibly, and I mean, I, I was busy, but I tried to catch every minute of the actual testimony. So just the fact witnesses is what I wanted to hear. I don't want to, as soon as, you know, the spin doctors or the talking heads got on it, I turned it off. I'm like, I don't want to, I, I want to have right. my own opinion as to what these people said, the questions they were asked by both sides. And then, you know, some of it was like, if you paid attention to what went on in that inquiry, you had... A, and I don't want to paint the Democrats as the good guys and, and the, the Republicans as the bad guys, but you had a lot of Democrats asking, and then what happened? And then what happened? And then what happened? And then you had a lot of Republicans that got their five minutes to ask questions, and they asked no questions of the witness at all. They just made a bunch of grandstanding statements about why you're here, who you are, why are you wearing a uniform, all this kind of stuff. They didn't have anything that was... They weren't looking for facts. They were, well, they looking, were filibustering. Right. And with Fiona Hill, having been watching and involved in politics since I was a little girl, I don't know that I've ever encountered somebody like her. She I would awesome. not debate her. Awesome. If she showed up right now to debate me, I would say it was just lovely meeting you. I'm in over my head. I'm going to go buy you a drink and just concede the debate. She was uh, steely-eyed and tough. There's no, no um, doubt about that. As they far filibustered as... her because... She was articulate, she was objective, she wasn't acting partisan, and she understood things from every perspective. When you get back to fact witness, you said about the car accident analogy. George Kent, I think, is who we were looking Kent, for. okay, he yeah. was it. Yeah. The car accident analogy, when you were saying the trial, first of all, we're not even, this is in the phase where they're deciding to write up the ticket and the charges. So we're in the house right now deciding what charges to write up, and these fact witnesses would be bystanders or passengers. So they're not even the person being charged, but because we have a complicit GOP caucus going on, they were treating them as if they were criminally charged and they were hostile witnesses to the state instead of in a serious fact-gathering forum about a sitting president abusing his power and shaking down a foreign government, which our founders could not have been clearer about. No. Founders, right, right. and well, they're conflating I, it with domestic operations. Right, so to explain to someone who's listening, who's maybe not like that into politics or whatever like that, but the reason that it's so dangerous that Donald Trump is using the power of the presidency to try and win an election is you want a fair election, right? I mean, I think everybody... I generally wants a fair well I know some are some people on both sides that would love to have it rigged in their favor but like I, I think the general population would vote to say we'd like a fair election we'd like one that was fair now if you're using that we, we've only we, we you know we've had a lot of incumbent presidents that get a second term it's almost been kind of rare I mean uh, what George Bush senior didn't get a second term right. and like I mean, like Ford. No new math, fuzzy right. math. Right, but I'm just saying, like Ford and stuff like that. Those can't count because he got into office because Nixon got impeached mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, Jimmy Carter didn't get a get, didn't get a second term, and 
turns out he's probably the best human being that's ever been he the president. He was too good for the presidency. Both right. sides of the kleptocracy took one look at him and thought, this Boy Scout's got to go. Well, I mean, and then you can go back to Kennedy. They killed him. They embargoed Carter and got the gas problem. They knew they had a Boy Scout on their hands, and he was way too good for our country and the presidency. We'll right. never right. see another Carter. In no, that. no, no, right. right he's right. pilloried because he was too ethical. Yeah, the guy's 95 years old. He's still building Habitat houses for, for men. Right, 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 crazy. So, but... So the, the reason that is, is the presidency holds a certain power. This guy, I mean, Donald Trump started doing rallies like a month after he became president. Like that was pretty much his job was getting reelected again. Four years from now is to get reelected. Now, Donald Trump is a man who has executive time until like 1130 every morning. In the residence now. Right. Now, I, I equate, like I said this before we were talking on the podcast, Donald Trump to David Lee Roth. He's kind of a talentless front man. He just is the guy out in front, like acting like he's, you know, selling the uh, whatever oxy clean or whatever the hell like that. Right. He's just Sham wow. Right, right. He's the guy. He's the pitch man out in the front. I don't think he's like. I remember every other president that I ever, I can remember as like you know a guy that was paying any attention to it, always stumping for. A bill stumping for right. legislation, like Obama did in the first two years. He was out having campaign rallies, not for himself, but for health care reform. Legislative rallies. legislative rallies that he was having, right? Not campaign rallies. So Donald Trump has never had a legislative rally in his life. He's had he doesn't even understand how legislation works, or even the three branches of government. No, none He's of that. Right, right. Couldn't pass a fifth. I'm not saying this. To be right, because we hate him. No, he, but he couldn't. No, he literally couldn't pass a fifth grade civics test. He couldn't pass a fifth grade reading test, let no. alone the civics test. So, and I mean, again, I know he's wealthy, but his dad but gave him $400 million. How much, so we like, don't that, know. Right. He promised to release his tax returns, and he's in the Supreme Court fighting their release. Yes, right. right we right. watched him right. at your home promise to release those tax returns at his first debate. Yep, right. He promised, looked in the camera, and said, I will release my tax returns if elected. Yeah, right. We're, Something about being now audited. arguing his federal nonsense. ruling to the Supreme Court. Right, right, right. So, but, so, where were we at on this? With the, the we were talking about, uh, oh, the... The presidency and him being the front man, which ties into the fact that David David Lee Roth knows he's a front man. Right. This person has malignant narcissism and doesn't even have the self-insight or human healthy... He, he's got such deep pathology that he doesn't know he's the front man. He really believes he's their leader, and yes. that's what makes right. him a right. unique demagogue. Right. Demagogues often know they're but not a he's deity. not doing the job of the presidency the way that the job has ever been done in the he's past. He's not even pretending to. No, no, but I'm saying that, like, nobody has... This, mm-hmm. this guy literally live tweets Fox and Friends in the morning mm-hmm. or calls in for an uncomfortable amount of time that even the people hosting the show are like, don't you have somewhere to be? And... Seriously, stop saying that Bill Barr would have shut this down sooner and that he right, works right, for right. you. What are you even talking right. to Bill Barr Ducey, for? Ducey, Ducey, oh my God, that's not a journalist, was like, are you sure that the they sold the, the listen, CrowdStrike is not a Ukrainian company. It's a California-owned company. It's a U.S. company. That There was this, this whole conspiracy theory about a DNC server that was like, 
physically like someone climbed out of this, this is not what this is this this server is this monstrous thing that you you can't just climb out of a fucking window with it and sell it to a ukrainian that's not what no and putin benefits from that propaganda which fiona hill eloquently testified to what yes I, and that, that that's the thing okay listen i have a lot of friends that are avid fox viewers and they believe that they know something that a career diplomat like fiona hill doesn't know like they think that they've got the real goods on it and i'm telling you you're not going to reach them, right though. fiona i'm not trying to fiona hill all i'm trying to do is like try and get i'm always trying to get this like it, i'm done with the teeter-totter and you know i think right I've but always i'm always trying to get fair. this baseline of facts is my problem because well then those are the facts and the facts are that that has and that's been the fact is right that she's a precedent. diplomat she's a diplomat to russia she is steeped in knowledge of warning what, us. Right, we of, are under attack. Right. This is dangerous. She's to warning us. us as to what Russia does because she is on the front lines of what Russia does in this situation. And people are like, "But I heard Devin Nunez say about Crowdstrike." And she went and to work for him, knowing who he was, and felt it was her patriotic duty, and that the, the administration, you know, it looks like naivete. She was trying to be fair. She felt it was almost her patriotic duty to help us navigate out of this attack. People think of attacks as somebody shooting us with guns. They're in our, they're in our power structures, our power grids, the cyber war, the psyop war. They divided us to where you're so worried now about your Fox viewing friend, making sure they know you're fair. And I get why, because we're so divided that we have to go I would like, over yeah, 85 I, honestly, hurdles to prove our objectivity. That's how we're going to go down. But that's the problem right. that facts are out of the dialogue. So we're spending two hours just trying to prove that facts are the are our directing force here, instead of just saying these are the facts, and I'm going to fight as a patriot for this country. And people that are going to consume propaganda that way, we're not going to reach them. Right. When Fox News, if remember the tarmac meeting. Oh, did you and I hear about oh, it? Yeah, the tarmac right, right, meeting right, with Bill Clinton? And now I just heard this because a guy bungled it on a on a thread saying that Bill Clinton met with the judge. Bill Clinton didn't meet with a judge. Yeah. He met on the tarmac right. with Lynch, who was the head of DOJ. And it looked bad. She was the DOJ, right? She's yes. She's Bill Barr's spot. She's that she was head of DOJ, and there was a probably two solid year window of right wing talking points that were valid talking points that the sitting president should never be face-to-face with the DOJ because an independent DOJ is the foundation of the rule of law in our nation. Sure. We've now gone from the people that were furious about the tarmac meeting, happy to have him saying, I called Bill Barr and told him this. And if you look at his perfect phone call that was brought up in the hearing, he's saying, talk to the attorney general. He's telling another country in the middle of a shakedown scheme my attorney general's got my back. Yeah, my, you don't have an attorney general. He does. That's his consigliere. Right, right, That's right. his personal lawyer. Donald Trump does not have an attorney general. No. That's not. The American people are supposed to have an attorney general. And In an ideal world. Right, right, right. So you were upset that Donald, that, that Bill Clinton jumped onto a plane with Loretta Lynch for like an hour chit chat that they were having, mm-hmm. right? You're upset about that, but you're perfectly fine with the exact same two positions having all kinds of collusion this all kinds of it and like bill barr coming up with 
reading the Mueller report and coming out with a four-page summary that had nothing to do with the Mueller report and had everything to do with exonerating a guy who was not exonerated in the Mueller report. And now it's clear he shut down the Mueller investigation. And he's basically arguing, and I think he needs it because he's involved in that Alpha Bank server scandal. He needs the DOJ to be involved because he's the only one at the helm smart enough. They've gotten rid of everyone that was pretending to run a functional White House. Everyone is acting. Okay. Nobody's so now senator. Let's 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 explain. Okay, you just said like I'm worried about my, and I am. I am. I'm worried about it because of the. I'm a bigger picture guy, and I'm worried about it because I believe that the way that this country is taken down, it's not by uh, poor people. It's not by invading brown people. It's not by uh, uh, Islamic terrorism. It's by the division that's between the two of us, the people that are that are you know here. Now I, I have invited and still have, and I have a couple that are going to come on, which is good. I got like uh, my buddy Andy, a couple of people. I want dialect with those people because this division, this is the most dangerous thing that's ever happened to us. And if you if if the other side can't see that they're being puppeteered by Putin, then there's a problem. Because they are. This is the thing that the, the, Putin would like the most is to have us fall apart the same way that Russia fell apart. That's he what, said it to sow discord, to divide Americans, right. and then conquer us as we're fighting among each other. Right, right. And that's exactly what's happening. And the danger of tribalism is the myo- the myopia that happens. So where the people that were mad about the tarmac meeting absolutely justify it when he's calling his own DOJ and inserting him into foreign policy and NSC policy and having him shut down investigations and appointing his son-in-law to the White House legal counsel, his daughter to the IRS. See, now that's why Facebook's a terrible place because you can't, you, what we just explained, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. If you were upset, and, and me as not a Democrat, as a person who's a, just a progressive, I'm only interested in the... Progression of this country. I'm only interested in this place moving forward. I'm passionate. I believe you're passionate about this issue and wealth inequality and the destruction of the middle class because I believe in the big picture it destroys the country. Without a middle class in this country, all you're going to have is a bunch of billionaires who get on planes and walk the fuck away from this country because they can afford to insulate themselves from this situation. The ruling class. The ruling We're class. pretty close right. to the ruling class. The reason that I'm so skeptical is nonpartisan. In a functioning impeachment, the first person to be impeached would have been Bill Barr. The New York Bar Association said he has to recuse or resign. He refused recusal in Epstein. He's refused recusal in Ukraine despite being listed in the phone call and in the documents. That's an immediate recusal the Bar Association. So the systems and the institutions that everyone's thinking, we're going to make it out of this because of the institutions, if they were working, Pelosi would have impeached him. Why she can't is her entire party is mired in the same scandal. Sure. So to go down the bar path, he's got more dirt on her and her and her tribe than she's willing to do, which means she's not putting the right. country. And first we're not in the Roman times where anyone falls on, on their bar. sword. No one's going to fall on their sword as far as this goes, because Pelosi should. Both fall. parties would collapse and have to admit we all were had the way we admitted we've shared media or we fell for certain candidates. 
both parties would have to say members of our caucus were in the black book and it's it's literally impeding our ability to honor our oath to the constitution if she was adhering to it Barr would have gone first if you remove Barr, all of this conversation is over because a functioning DOJ would have removed him mm-hmm. or moved on him or certainly not protected him. He's out gallivanting around the globe writing a contradictory report, the one that you're hearing about about Ukraine. Right, 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 right. right. So With the crowd strike, that's right, Barr. Th- there's part of the that. hypocrisy of like the people who are you know, backing Trump completely is all of a sudden they're so worried about tax that taxpayer dollars where they're not worried about the fact that Rudy his private lawyers on taxpayer <laughs> dollars is running around the world trying to find dirt on his political opponents why 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 in the world if you if you're like we this started with this segment of the conversation started with everybody wants fair elections and you can have a fair election if the president is using the power of his office to change that election he's to, cheating in the second he's been caught cheating in an election Twice. Right, 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 right. So, and and for anyone who just heard the statement you made and their head wants to explode, you need to look into what went on in the Roger Stone. All of this stuff, there's a direct, the, it, the Mueller report has many connections. How many times did they say that the Trump campaign had direct connections with Russian operatives. There's there's that woman that was like in the NRA that's already guilty of she's a Russian spy and Maria the tr- Botina yep. who got her heroes welcome when right. she went home. Right, right. For right. desecrating us while we sit here and divide. Yes. Sure, sure, right. So I mean there are whether you like it or not, whether he's the, the your biggest superhero that you've ever had, I'm sorry. But there's all kinds of connections. There's all kinds of collusion between this, the Roger Stone case blew it wide open. He but, fell on the sword. Roger yeah. Stone did what Michael Cohen did, which is go to prison to keep the overall bigger conspiracy. It's one thing to go to prison and people think he's at war with Trump, but the reality is he's got Russian oligarchs and Saudis and Israelis. These people were in way over their head. Manafort's right. been entrenched. He worked with Furtash. You're going to start seeing these names more. They're actually going to be produced in the articles. But it all goes back to Magoilovich. It's a very long, complex thing. To Blogo. No, Magoilovich. Magoilovich. But now that you bring up him, you know how people say just asking for dirt or asking for even the illusion of extortion? Does anyone want to go give Lago out of prison? Because I'm pretty sure he thinks it's illegal. Right, 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 right. right. They're not holding him to the standard. There's a meme out there, right, with that whole thing in there. And I mean, you know, there's a bunch of, like, internet memes that make sense. There's the one where, like, you know, the inheritance tax where, you know, people hear that it, if you have over $10 million that you're going to inherit, they want to tax those people. And then people that make $40,000 a year are screaming, ah! like, you're never going to have $10 million to give to anybody. So what the fuck do you care whether a guy that's inheriting $10 million gets taxed after the $10 million. After the $10 million, he's going to get taxed. Right, but that's just intended to make people mad. I don't see the memes. I'm not on Facebook. I definitely am a wonky nerd, and I tend to read trial transcripts. Sure, and sure, sure, I sure, read sure. The, the Roger but, Stone so transcript let's get back proves, to, right, it back. proves that they, that Mueller's case was clearly shut down. Cambridge Analytica, Guccifer 2.0 were in deep connection with the Trump campaign. Stone has to take the fall because well, otherwise the whole game falls apart. The general public needs to start to understand that people who are extremely wealthy we're talking about people that have hundreds of millions of dollars if not billions of billions. dollars have 
absolutely no loyalty except for to that money. They 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 don't care what country they're from. They don't care what's up. If you're a Saudi prince, like it's just like Donald. If you watch Donald Trump's actions, he is so enamored with the Saudi princes. And he loves the, monarchy. Oh, he loves the wealthy guys. He loves. I mean, and then the other thing is, is like you know who's not portrayed as a very wealthy person, but may, possibly could be one of the wealthiest people on the planet is Putin. Well, when the the guy, the last ruler of Ukraine, which so much is going on, escaped with the $40 billion. He went right to the arms of Putin, who's obviously at the center of all of this. And he's controlling all of it with sums of money we could never imagine. He, his empire was defeated. The Soviet Union fell, and he vowed, he vowed to avenge it. But what he had was a ton of billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And he bought our Congress on both sides of the aisle. DCCC has been taking some money from the Furtash oh. group. I think that it's not tribal, but I think the bigger picture that impeachment is not being handled in the way that's the founders designed is tribal. So I think that what we saw were a bunch of fact witnesses that were patriots and heroes, and we saw propaganda which... Everybody that has weighed in has said, why are they attacking military people? Why are they doing this? When propaganda and tribalism are that effective, you're no longer accountable. Did you ever think you would see on the floor of Congress a sitting congressperson attack a Purple Heart veteran? Um, I, I did not. I was floored by the way that, and I, you know, like I see the people on social media that, that were treating Vidman poorly, and it just makes me chuckle because, like, they're the same people that, like, you know, would require me every time I get in any sort of debate at all with someone that's been in the service to thank him for his service seven times, even though, like, he's not a even a combat vet. He's a guy that, like, spent his entire enlistment in Germany or China or, or not China, Japan or something like that. But I got to thank that guy 17 times for his service. But this guy who's actually got a Purple Heart can be ripped on, he can be picked on, he can be discredited for anything he says because he testified against Trump. Now, As a fact witness, which just means he didn't wi- even have a horse in the race and he right. was under subpoena. He was, he was forced to... He was right, under subpoena Forced to testify. to testify and forced to in a way that, like, if we find out, if there's corroborating um, evidence that you lied, then you're perjured yourself. That's right. why Sondland changed his testimony because he's like, oh, shit, look at this whole list of people that are going to come in. They're definitely going. They were. He remembered all kinds of times where he was in front of these people and he said things that that would totally blow his shit out of the water. So he came back and he reversed his testimony for the second time he was in there. There was a Democratic uh, congressman who was like, you know, we're giving you all kinds of credit, but we know that you're, you know, this was not easy Maloney, to get. Yeah, I thought right, it was brilliant to get you here. But um, so, but with with that situation. You know, Vidman came in and he said what he said, and he is anyone who thinks. But I think there's people out there that really think that this tribalism thing, like, would make somehow. I wouldn't. I don't care if I wasn't subpoenaed and under oath. I wouldn't tell the fucking. Wouldn't lie about it anyway. The fact that I love the country and I want. The, and I think Vidman's in that situation. He's a patriot. I, yes, he's a patriot. I think that there's people that are that are. Immigrants like Fiona Hill, who are people who chose to be an American, that are far more patriotic and far. Anyone who's an adult 
who leaves the country that they're in, packs up everything they own, especially people who don't even speak the language, packs up their family and chooses to be here, they've done a better job of buying into the American dream. We were we were born in this situation. We didn't know anything else. You know what? It's been comfortable enough for us to stay. Well, we, our whole nation is founded on immigrants. The problem is that you have the people that are testifying as patriots that have somehow become in the hot seat while the institutions themselves, which goes back to Pelosi, did not charge any of them with inherent contempt. If I was the Speaker of the House, I would have had the marshal arrest them and charge them with inherent contempt. Every Pompeo, Mulvaney, every single person that... Oh, that's silent thrown under the bus? No, every single person that is defying a congressional support. Oh, that's not coming in the The talk. same people okay. mad about the tarmac well, meeting are attacking Vindman, but they're not understanding on a macro scale the problem that this executive branch is stonewalling and obstructing a co-equal branch of government subpoenaing oversight. Yes, right, right, right. So when if you were a person who was in any way, shape, or form open-minded and you were... Put in a situation where a guy had to come in, he's under oath, he'll get thrown in jail for perjury as far as if he, if he comes in here and just lies. And you have a guy who is, the Sondland thing for me held the most weight. Yeah. He's a definite, definitely pro-Trump super, I mean he took... Their friends, whatever right, Donnie said. Right. He went from best friend to coffee boy in two days. Getting someone who has millions of dollars to give up what they love most, which is money, mm-hmm. is huge. So, like, the reason that a guy like Sondland is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, if not, I don't know what his net worth is, I didn't look him up, but he's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. The reason that someone's worth that kind of money is because money's very, very important to them. He gave a million dollars of his own money. That's not a tax write-off. You don't get a write-off for giving something to a... Uh, no, but he got all of his residence. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure he, made, he got, did fine with his investment as far as the money went. Yes. But he still took money out of his pocket and gave it to an inauguration fund for the guy. He is as pro-Trump. Like if someone at home yes. who is a plumber or, you know, whatever, and you're a pro, you got your MAGA hat and all that other nonsense on – you're not as pro-Trump as this guy is pro-Trump. Oh, he was a full sick of Full-blown, full-Trumper. I mean, so much a Trumpster that, like, he joked about how they talk about, you know, four-letter words and, you know, like, love well, He went from ass. best friend to never Trumper the minute he decided he didn't want to go to federal prison for him. Right, but this guy got on there, and he actually held his hand out, and he's like, well, you know, there's Mulvaney and Pompeo and Perry, and he threw Pence. them Pence. All of them under the bus. He threw every single one of them. They were all in the loop. So if you were someone who was even even remotely open-minded, you realized the context of what was going on here, and you listened to what this guy said, you would have put on the brakes on the whole I love Trump thing and been like, wait a minute. Or you would have said, wait a minute. When you were watching it, first of all, that GOP attorney, you could go to like a small town in Rankin, Illinois, with somebody with a secretary named Esther with Werther's in her pocket and find a better lawyer than the GOP drug out for that impeachment hearing. When you had him, when you were watching the questioning at the impeachment hearing, I would have thought that those were 
witnesses for the impeachment case. Mm-hmm. Their testimony was so damning yes. to the overall impeachment that I would have let been led to believe. But, but you think Trump was a, 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 a you know an accomplice or a, 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 you know a, he's a uh, victim? No, you would think he was the witness for impeachment. Also, with the shit he says. He comes right out. He was out his best. And, it's called the impeaching trial on Twitter because he was impeaching himself in real time. Oh, my God. He got right on there and then said the, the, one of the best things was, um, who was it, Flake or, no, McCarthy, who they had him on the Sunday shows and the guy read the, the guy from 60 Minutes read him the oh God, that was transcript funny. and he said, so the... The Zelensky or Zelensky said, "We're ready to buy more javelin missiles." And then the president says, "But I need you to do me a favor, though." Right. And he goes, "You just added a word." And he goes, "No, I didn't." And he goes, "You added though." And he goes, "No, it's right here in the transcript that that Trump." Which released. is, by the way, a memorandum. It's Those not a transcript, are not right. transcripts right. because that was selectively produced by the that White House. That was right. That was what the in White itself House, an obstruction. Case. Yes, that was. That was, and cherry picked gem that Donnie decided we could all see. Yes, that was but what they to decided Sondland, to An important thing that I noticed was the GOP test, while they were questioning, they were outraged that Sondland's hotels were being protested. And it, look what this witness is being forced to endure while a sitting president was attacking Marie Vinman in real time and intimidating her from well, the highest office in the land. And the blatant hypocrisy to it showed me the tribalism was to a point where facts weren't sinking in. When Devin Nunes is a co-conspirator and he was allowed to be on Intel, I'm allowed to think the institutions are starting to fail. There are still people on social media that are screaming that Drunky McDrunkerton, who got appointed to the Supreme Court's life, was ruined because of this lying Ford lady who came out. Listen, I don't spend last a lot I of checked, time, Kavanaugh's life wasn't ruined. He's a Respectfully, Court. I don't spend a lot of time placating people that consume propaganda and live in false narratives. Those aren't going to be the people that saved the country. The people oh, that are no, going to save no. the country are the people that went and knocked doors, made phone calls. And when they say that we're trying to overturn an election, I cannot reiterate enough. We had an election in 2018, and the reason we're able to have an impeachment is the people spoke. Yeah, right, right, right. You're right. overturning our free and fair election by saying we don't have the right to ask our duly elected members of Congress to honor their oath. We had to pressure them to do so. Although I'm not a Democrat, I do not want to frighten Trump supporters, but I see these Trump supporters that are so insanely confident that Donald Trump wins the next election, and I don't understand where the... Conf- There's no national poll out there having him winning against a generic Democratic opponent. But they're cheating in the election, and they have... The entire cybersecurity force, the ban and chaos theory, we can't keep track of it all. The, inside, the entire cybersecurity force quit last week. Okay. We have no cybersecurity force on a federal level because nobody's willing to work in an administration that won't fight Russia. Right, right. We're and the Russians, cheating, we're the Russians haven't left the chat room that they came chat into. Chat room, they are solidifying well, I'm just the saying, the are, hack that they put on, on the... Uh, you just sent me that Newsweek article... This morning, the hacker that, admitted. The, the hacker admitted that that on Putin's instructions, like he was a government operative to hack into the DNC server. Right. Right. But you know, in that situation, they're so confident. Even seeing Kentucky 
elect a Democratic governor. Then Louisiana elects a Democratic mm-hmm. governor. Virginia, who was going blue anyway, the entire legislation right. of Virginia is Democratic now. So elections still matter and the republic is still worth fighting for. Yes, but I'm saying that the tide to me looks like it's turning. The numbers, you said you had numbers that were 70%. Well, that feel pro, that he did something wrong. That, There's finally, that's the key, right. If we can't take somebody who is, the economy, is, nobody's feeling they have more money. There's a tariff war going on. He has no foreign policy experience. His family is sitting in the White House in a nepotism fashion. He was just charged and settled a fraud case. He doesn't. He has to run against a record this time, right. too. What? Let me just say that if anyone's out there listening or if you're watching this on YouTube and you, what we're trying to do is be the same in life, in, in, in our democracy, me and Laura are trying to be fact witnesses to this situation. Correct. So honestly, if, if something that I'm saying you know to be factually same. wrong, Please comment in the comments below, you know, right after you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, comment in the comments below, and I will, I, I promise you, I will engage with you. I will go there and I will try and find out what the facts are because I have a desire to see the truth be there more than I have a desire for it's any. It's the only thing that can save the republic, right? The only, the, right because, right, that so. Please comment. This is not a situation where we're 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 coming from the same spot, and our I wanted the the things that we know to be true are damning to this administration, to the rule of law, to the republic. They're they're, they're, they're hurtful to our republic and everything else. So, but if somehow I'm wrong, if somehow Laura is saying something that's wrong, by all means, let me know. And by all means, I've invited and invited, invited Republicans, super Trumpsters, come sit down. Let's talk about facts. So, I mean, and I believe, you know, what you're saying is is, is the truth. It but, is, and the problem is, if I were to come on here and say something factually inaccurate, now mind you, there could be some minor discrepancies or this date or that date, which I've... Oh, then I would be spreading disinformation, which is what I see as the undermining of the entire republic. So if I'm coming on here as a volunteer who wants to be a supportive person of somebody that I, you call a comrade, as you would say, in the irony of Russia. That's a joke. Yeah, I get it, and it's the irony, and I love it. Yeah. But to support your endeavor and getting the truth in the world and showing objectivity, I would never want to spread disinformation. Right. I'm doing this because I love my country and want it to survive. And I want people to understand the motive that I think you have and the reason that we get along the way we do is our both of our motive is to produce a very strong country and we yes. feel that a strong middle class makes a strong country as far as that goes now if if you don't feel that way that that's your prerogative it's it's you know uh, that part of it for me is like an accumulation of Things that I've seen in my life says that if the bulk of the country is doing well, then the country will do well. Where if you're a really dyed-in-the-wool Republican, you believe that a billionaire needs to be there because they create jobs, which I call bullshit on because a Republican never created – or a Republican, fuck. A billionaire or a millionaire has never created one job ever. What creates a job is a demand 
for supplies and services. Yes. So, and the people who buy most of the supplies and services is the middle class because we make up the bulk of the country. So if you're a person who owns a screen door company, you're a billionaire, yes, the billionaire can build the factory, he can hire all the people. That billionaire will lose all of his money if no one buys screen doors. So you need more middle class people to buy screen doors the billionaire has only got so many screen doors on his place. When you put money into the pockets of the middle class, they spend it. That's Correct. why when tax refunds right. happen, shopping goes up. So if you get rid of student loans, which just even, oh my God, the militarization budget, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. But if you were to make the middle class comfortable and give them spending money, that gets pumped right back into the economy. Right. And the economy well, I, I don't want to veer too far off because I mean, all I want to do is make sure that people... Everybody, as soon as you hear something you don't like, you go fake news, you got an agenda. No one's paying me to be here. I have these political conversations out of a sheer lust of this country doing well. And I have a special place in my heart for people who work for a living. And I think that those people in their lives work too hard for too little reward because you're kept that way. It's a, we are. There's slavery in this country. Indentured servitude is what's yes. happening in our country. We are slaves to our credit cards. We are slaves to our images. Social media has made it even worse. Where every time some douchebag buys a car, he's got to put it on, you know, Facebook so that you know you know what he's got and everything else. Right. Like, listen, I I think that the middle class, which is pretty much all the people who are listening to me, pretty much anyone who's friends with me, you're middle class. You may think you're some millionaire, billionaire, whatever, but you're not. I mean, I know people with a few million dollars that are completely out of touch with someone who's worried about how they're going to pay for college and how they're going to pay for groceries and stuff like that. You can't, I can't even imagine where a person that has two or three hundred million dollars is heads at as far as how can you be in touch with my problems? You can't be. You can't, and when you start equating somebody by what they have or what their bank account, from perspective is fine. Um, before we were to conclude, I would like to say that going into Thanksgiving, one thing about the, I would call it the regime disaster, but the silver lining is that I've met so many amazing people or reconnected with people from high school that I consider yeah. kindred spirits that are in the fight for the republic and that turned this country back into the right direction by trying to fight for oversight. Elections did matter, and that is the silver lining. I'm a little pessimistic about the institutions, but not about the people that are fighting for them. Right. And I'm very grateful to all the friends and family that I have that are fighting this good fight and with I, me. Listen, if the election goes either way, this the next presidential election goes either way, if the election, and I, I hate to say it, but I think that the people that if... Donald Trump loses the presidency, right? And if, if, if it's a blue wave, right, a situation where they take the Senate back and they... That's more gain, important than the presidency. Yes, and they gain more seats in the House and they, they take the presidency. Say it all goes that way. There is a responsibility on the victorious side, on the Democrat side, to mend this situation, Could not to rub more. it in to these people. Because I see a lot of people who I truly like who have I don't know so much of their like pride and and mm -hmm. everything wrapped up in this the, the the weird thing is is like these people are plumbers and painters and electricians and they're decent 
hardworking people, and they for somehow have tied themselves to the world's biggest douchebag and right. criminal that we've ever seen. Like this guy has absolutely no. Now listen, I know there's guys out there that you know, as far as morality goes, when it comes to like you know whether they cheat on their wives and stuff like that, maybe they don't have the most morality in the world. But like chaining yourself to this guy makes no sense to me. I would say I would argue that you're better than that as far as that goes. So now if on the other hand, I know that if Donnie wins the next election and say it goes completely say me and you are completely oblivious to the situation and the oh, midterms, I don't think it's unfeasible that he could win. I well, think that authoritarianism is the midterms is are the midterms are of no consequence that the you know that that the Democrats are activated and none of that happens. Everything they that Donnie gets the house back, which almost never happens in a second term anyway. But say everything goes his way, I guarantee you all you will hear from that side is rubbing it in, rubbing it in, rub, because. But you won't even because if he were to get a second term, you would see the swiftest and harshest regulations on free media, free speech. Voting rights, the libel laws, and everything you else. You wouldn't have to, the ability to debate your friends that you because your the speech would start getting restricted. Right, right. No, I I agree. Well, so I, I don't, it's already happening as we're sitting here. It's right. just happening on a level that isn't happening to the average person yet. That doesn't happen until the cementing happens. So we fight for it, and unity is what will save us. You can't be mad at the person that fell for it. People right. were desperate. They were sick of dynasties. Well, I'll leave it with. Um, like, I asked you what your druther, how, how would you like it all to, the impeachment situation to all pan out? And I would say my, the situation I would like it to, to work out is, it's it almost seems counterproductive, but, or not counterproductive, but not, like there's no ends to it. I would like to see him impeached in the House and then not removed by the Senate. Well, that's what's going to happen. Okay, right. Well, that that's what I feel is going to happen, and I feel that's ideal. Okay, but because, then what? Because now he's survived it. This is, we don't have time. We're concluding. To have escaped well, with I, this I level of criminality, talk, no, and I'm gonna, to right. have escaped with this level of crim- criminality will have essentially negated the rule of law and accountability, and, BOJ, and Bill Barr will be still in place at DOJ, right. cementing what I call his Putin manifesto, which right. is Ukraine right. is what did right. it, not Russia. Right. Yep. Yep. When the yep. Senate, not if, when the Senate, yep. his jurists, decide that yep. this wasn't impeachable, yep. we have now changed as making, a republic. Making me happy? Making me happy? But we have changed how, as a republic then, because what you were counting on how as an How outraged are you if all that happens? I, I don't know that I would say outraged. I'm expecting it. But, but I've, I've been prepared for the outrage because I'm watching the, the institutions erode by the day. What's the reaction that, that you don't think that people are going to be activated from that? I think that people aren't going to be activated by the Senate. They're expecting it. What they're going to be activated by is fighting for the next election. But you wouldn't... The impeachment process, like Jackie brought up earlier, why do it when they're not... The people want them to be getting things done and rules and the bills. The reason you do it is to say that a, a sitting president cannot do this. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, listen. So what I'm saying is, is free and fair elections themselves Right. What I'm attack. saying is what I want to happen... For the outcome of the situation right, I hear you. is is what's going to happen, but what should happen is what you said. Well, or we could even speculate. I don't think we've ever had authoritarianism or fascism on American soil. My grandfather fought in World War II to fight fascism. I don't think 
when I went into the city, there was a man there that had served in World War II, and he had a sign that said, I never thought I'd fight fascism at home. And it brought me to tears, and it emboldened me to fight for right. him. But if, if it goes the way that it should go, and he's removed from office, and then Pence is removed... He won't be removed well, from office. Okay, but if it did, don't you think that activates the right? Well, I think the right is about as galvanized as they're going to get and propagandized and in their bubble as they're going to get. Would they have a civil war? They're e- they're itching for one now. So I, I don't know that... I right, think, so that's I think let's say I that he loses want. the election and let's say the House had to make this move because of free and fair elections. You, you had to stand up for the integrity of the Republic, which is he's interfering with another free and fair election, which is the entire premise of our Republic. It had to be done whether the Senate chose to act in good conscience or not. It sure, had sure. to be done. I don't care who right. to give their career up for it. Right. How that will ultimately affect us is going to... So how certain are you that he'll be impeached in the House? Oh, 100% certain. I'm 100% certain also that it'll be impeached in the House. And I get people that are like, there's no chance he's going to be impeached in the House. And I'm like... I don't understand even where you're coming from. Like, even if you just went tribalism. I'm not a huge Pelosi fan, but she can whip a caucus. Oh, yeah. She no, isn't making a, a move. If she didn't know her whip count, you would have never seen the opening right. day of that She trial. is a terrific legislator as far as that goes. I mean, I would call her the bully of the left, but however you want to phrase yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, she's she's produced, she's always come to the floor with the numbers before. Like, Oh, she's not showing up at that hearing without She's not a whip distracted count. by math at the all. The right wishes they could w- crack right. the whip the way the Pelosi can. They're yes. afraid of her for that way. She right. wouldn't have brought right. the trial if she right. didn't have the votes. Right. Now, now, I found this conversation really interesting. I need to get like, uh, what I, you know, I don't know if he's listening or not. I hope he's checking out the podcast. But Robin Smith, I need to get on. I love Robin. I know on the podcast, and I need to talk to him about unions, and then and his like, wife I, Rose. They're so oh, interesting. she's terrific too. What a great but couple. I got to get uh, him on here to talk about that and like income equality. And I guarantee, if he sat down with me, we could just ramble on and on and on about. Like, how do you fix the problem that, you know, 60 years ago, a CEO earned 50 times what his average worker owns and or work, you know, made in a year. Now he makes 500 times. He's great about this topic and him and his wife are amazing. And if we had a whole world full of Robin and Roses, we wouldn't be sitting here having no, this conversation. Because no, no, we we'd be living in a beautiful, we would, right. thriving, democratic republic full of lovely families. Right. But I would love to see if he were to be on here. Thanks for having me on today. No, no problem. i got to end off every podcast because, listen, I'm, 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 you know, on YouTube because of the subscribers that are here okay so it's a platform that i did so that you know because that they're there if if today i had no subscribers i would stop doing the youtube thing takes a whole ton of editing and everything else and i would stop doing it as far as that goes youtube is talking about getting rid of any channels that are not commercially viable um, if you hate me, then I guess you're not going to subscribe if you'd like me to go away. But uh, if you found anything interesting at all in the podcast, if you'd like to come on the podcast, stuff like that, please do me a favor. It's super simple. Click the little red subscribe button. You, all you need is an email address, and, and nobody uh, emails you anything. You can unsubscribe from anything as far as like anything that does, like an alert that gets emailed. And that's just a setting situation. But if you click the subscribe button, you know, I'd be happy about it. Um, I need to get to a certain level of subscribers before they change the rules. And it's part of this, it's kind of part of the conversation we were having. Like, 
they're trying to shut down because right now podcasts are the wild wild west like i can say and do whatever i want and that makes some people afraid so i want to keep saying whatever i want and i want to have people on here even if they have contrary views to mine that they can say whatever they want to say on a platform that's easily accessible like youtube if they get rid of people small guys like me on youtube that means only someone who can afford to advertise and have their own platform a website can do stuff like this so right right so subscribers are super important to me please subscribe um if you're listening to the audio version you know just let me know drop me something that you're checking this out but um thanks thanks for for checking it out check out bill's youtube yep (laughs) see ya